0: Mike, turn your games down.
1: Hi, right, everyone, to a very special movie episode of Games My Mom Mom. We hit 50 movie episodes. Technically, it's more if you count the MCU, but eh, that doesn't matter. But we are here to celebrate our 50th regular movie episode. And who is with me tonight?
0: Oh, I'm Tiffany did.
2: I am Peter. Hold on to your butts, Bingham Pancras.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I should have thought of something like that.
3: And I'm Bill Tucker of a Gamer Looks at 40 podcast. And Michael, Michael, we have Michael Alberton here. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares. <laughs> nice Excellent. I still love that part so much. <laughs> i one of my favorite lines in this whole movie. It's so good. Uh, oh,
1: well, oh, another thing I want to say is every so often, I, I remember I was at work and somebody was having tech issues and they're like, can you fix it? I said, uh-uh-uh. He didn't say the magic word. He just looked at me. I'm like, they
4: I'm, didn't find that amazing at all.
1: I d- They did not.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they have a problem with their space bar and you're giving them Jurassic Park references. Well, yeah. oh yeah. Well i w I wasn't it wasn't I
1: worked at a I worked at a, a home and it was one of my I somehow became the tech guy there and I was fixing like gotcha. the, the internet. That's
2: why they uh, well, you, gotcha. you you fit the trope as this movie is one to first you <laughs> <developed laughs> the, the annoying overweight, IT. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> the annoying fine. IT guy is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Both fit though. I really like Dennis Needry though. God do I like him in this movie. That is a great character. I don't remember Wayne the actual guy's name, the actor's name, but
2: Wayne Knight, my no, man. If you ever watch Seinfeld, he was Wayne Knight was on Seinfeld yeah. as new I've seen one episode
1: of Seinfeld in my life. Oh.
2: Or if you've ever seen the movie Basic Instinct, he was in a very famous scene in that movie. Was he so. really? I yes. Wayne Knight was. Yes.
1: Because his legs weren't spread, I'm assuming he's not the one that has legs spread in that movie that you're mm-hmm. talking about. So. He
2: is not he is not, but he is watching it. He's one of like <laughs> the FBI people watching this. Like, yeah.
1: I've never seen that movie either.
0: Well, we have some issues.
2: We're not here to talk about basic instinct, although the basic instinct of, you know, this movie deals with basic instincts. It deals with nature.
1: (laughs) So we are here to talk about Jurassic Park, which came out in 1993, directed by Spielberg. I don't have my wiki pulled up, so I just have to. Oh, (laughs) I got (laughs) I didn't see this movie in 93. I saw this movie later when I was terrified, when I was probably older than I should have been. (laughs) you You can ask peter feel
2: free he was there i may have been i i was there when you first saw it and i remember mike had to leave the room when the lawyer gets eaten before it think before it even happened he knew it would happen
3: (laughs) so wait so so take me inside where you saw this
2: mike in
3: my house (laughs) okay so is that just hanging out okay
2: not on a VHS, yeah.
4: of
3: course. Excellent.
2: It was, and it was the perfect time. It was during the daytime, I think. You know, it was like it was. twelve o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, let's watch the scary movie that I really liked. And Mike's like, all right, I'll give scary it a chance.
0: Movie.
2: <laughs> I was think. I think if you go back to 1993, i think you'll find most people thought it was at the time.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I'm
2: the one who watched it when she was, or the thing when she was three. So. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you're sure, immune you to point. it.
0: I'm a it. I was like, oh, cool, dinosaurs. Oh, I was not. <laughs> I, would say I don't remember Jurassic... a whole
1: lot, but I do remember running away when the lawyer gets eaten, I went outside. So
0: that's what yeah. I would
3: say Jurassic Park is more thrilling maybe than scary, but there definitely are elements of like terror in it, because these are giant monsters. They're almost like, it's not quite a Godzilla movie, you know? Right. Like giant <laughs> monsters against little people, but boy oh boy, it has that energy to it. Yeah, for sure. I'm just happy to say
1: after 30 years, the movie still holds up.
3: <laughs> oh boy, does it! It's it's I I don't know. So Peter, you've you've said mentioned I think before that this is one of your favorite movies. Is that well, am I accurate in that?
2: It is my favorite movie of all time. I, I kind of go back and forth between this and Raiders of the Lost Ark and maybe a Star Wars occasionally, but right now it it holds my top <laughs> top spot. I think it's every scene in it is you know scratches an itch. Every scene I can probably quote and. <laughs> It's, it's thrilling. Like you say, I still get even after seeing it for the umpteenth time, I still get thrills from certain sections of it. And I'm still like, oh, no, how are they going to get out of this one? Even though I know <laughs> they're going to get out of this.
3: One. <laughs> <laughs> that so really good. Is, And that really is the mark of a quality movie. I, I was thinking about it as I as I was rewatching it. And I have also seen this easy 40 times. I, this is mm-hmm. an amazing. It's one of those. My dad had on VHS, and I, I'll tell you the story of how when I first saw it, I, I saw it for the first time in the worst possible way you can see a movie. But I was thinking, boy, that Steven Spielberg is a good director, which is pretty much <laughs> the most basic thing a human being can say at this point, because man alive, does he know how to pace a scene? Man, This is a masterclass right. pacing because yes. it's just fantastic how this is built. But we'll talk about it. The first right. time I saw this, I, I kind of have to tell a little story, Mike. I'm sorry. Sure. Feel free. Vance. So back when I was in high school, we had a, a thing called the fruit sale for marching band. And that was our biggest fundraiser of the year. And we sold oranges and grapefruit. And while it sounds like the worst thing ever, people <laughs> would line up around town to get oranges and grapefruit by the by the basket for the fruit sale. It was a big deal. It was our biggest fundraiser. And of course, so at question, the end of the fruit Yes, go Were ahead, you
1: in Galilee where that was outlawed then? No one don't get, I don't get Yeah. <laughs> I, still don't,
3: I, I still don't get the reference.
1: From the
4: it's
1: a, yeah, made in reference,
2: don't don't watch that show. If you had said it, just ignore my Continue. With <laughs> yeah, please continue. So
3: anyway, so so fruit sale. We're 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 handing out the fruit that everyone's purchased, and and they had Jurassic Park playing on like one of the like nineteen inch or maybe twenty inch TVs that were on the carts, you know, in school, like the old TV carts. They had Jurassic Park playing, and I remember walking by, I'm like, oh, this is Jurassic Park. I've never seen Jurassic Park, and I kind of sat down with a bag of oranges on my lap and i sat and watched it for like 10 minutes i was told to deliver the oranges so i just went back and forth between people's cars delivering oranges and grapefruits and watching jurassic park so i probably got through half of it in total if you like cut up the pieces and then my dad bought it on vhs on the aforementioned vhs and that's when i saw it properly for the first time but i will always link up jurassic park with citrus that's that's the moral <laughs> of this of this long tale i've spun for you that's okay. hilarious i wonder if citrus be poisonous to dinosaurs. Probably well, no. they need, they need <laughs> lysine. Lysine is the big thing, that's they gotta have that. I don't
1: remember. I mean, I remember. I know I first watched it. I, I can't. Did we see this in theaters, Jeff? Or no, we okay. I, I by the tone of your voice, we didn't go
0: when COVID came around <laughs> and they put out the older movies. He would not bring me to theaters to see it, so no, we did not see it in
1: theaters. I did see it in theaters before you, then, <laughs>
0: before me, That was
1: way of, yeah. What with a friend of mine, me? we went and saw it. I forget. You did
0: not meet when we were children.
1: What's wrong with you? No, I thought I was going <laughs> <laughs> My parents <laughs> saw it in theaters. I know that. Because I remember I was at my grandma's house.
2: Yeah, I was. I did see it in theaters. Um, not the time. I saw it in 3D when it was re-released. When it came that's when I was, saw it. Right. That was maybe 10 years ago or so.
4: Okay.
0: I don't have any recollection of when I first saw it at all. I just remember it was my dad's favorite. Every time I came on to watch it
2: yeah well it was i mean it was a huge hit like it, yeah. if you were alive in the 90s you know and you had a vhs player you probably had this videotape because
0: oh yeah for sure we did <laughs>
2: i think after star wars it was the top grossing movie of all time or maybe it. maybe for a brief time it was a top grossing movie of all time i'll have to check but i it think was... for
0: a brief time it was and then yeah I, maybe and I blew it out of the water
2: <laughs> right yes i agree and now it's like number 50 or something after I all the like marvel it. yeah but anyway yeah but it's better <laughs> <laughs> anyway i i definitely saw i believe i saw it on LaserDisc, so i had that distinction because wow my dad always bought-
4: yeah
2: and so i remember i remember the big cover of it and it you know the the great poster of the LaserDisc. yeah you know, and the poster was just the kind of the silhouette of the dinosaur which is kind of a it's a very good cover because it's you know it's dangerous but it's mysterious as well it doesn't give away too much it's just like a symbol you don't even need words nowadays now it's become such a franchise you can just show that silhouette of a T-Rex and everybody's like, that's Jurassic Park.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like a watershed movie, sort of. This was a just a landmark type of film experience. It was like the blockbuster of blockbusters. Right. And yes. Yeah, it, it it was just a revolution, especially with not even just for the visuals and the special effects, which, like we said earlier, 180% hold up, even when they're clearly little models with somebody kind of like poking their fingers through, making a jaw move. It still works, and we'll again we'll talk about it. Right, um, those
0: are my favorite, but, though. I love practical effects, so that it, this had that.
2: I, yeah, I, this and it's remarkable is that because even at the time, CGI was expensive. So I believe I, that could be mistaken in the percentages. I think there's only like ten minutes of computer imagery, computer generated dinosaurs in it, and the rest of it is all practical stuff that they made but still and whether it's practical or computer generated for the most part i think it definitely holds up yeah it does. It just, i
4: think
1: the the yeah. t rex running is the i know that's cgi obviously but i think that's like one of the few parts that it
2: the, the key is that if it's a long shot and you see the whole dinosaur it's computer generated but if you see it on a close up it's a practical thing okay so if you see like its head it's like a model you know it's animatronic thing and if you see a long shot it's I mean,
0: the animatronics still look pretty real. You could, of course, you could obviously tell they're animatronics, but still,
1: I mean, more that's of just my
0: love. because
1: <laughs> you know they're not because re- dinosaurs aren't real. That's yeah. the main reason. Otherwise, but it looks still, real,
0: dude,
1: no longer real.
0: <laughs> yeah, no longer. Real.
1: <laughs> well,
2: they're birds now. I should say. I mean, they are we
0: yeah. gonna go on big bang <laughs> and discuss? No,
2: you know? there's so much. There's so much to get into. I mean, six foot turkeys are now uh, <laughs> dinosaurs. Were so. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, yes. Oh, and uh, Peter, uh, one thing I want to bring up is you actually had your moment of fame once with uh, Sam Neil Once with Twitter, I remember you telling me.
2: I mean, oh like well, yes, I, the one time I talked to Sam Neil is that he was he he posted something on his Twitter and he was like, ask me a question. I'll respond to it. So I I was in the middle of writing a book, The Fifth Civilization, by the way. You can buy it on Amazon. But I was writing a book and I asked Sam Neil, have you ever written a book? And he responded to me and said, no, never. I've never even wanted to. <laughs> and that was the extent of
4: that was it. <laughs> but
2: for the brief, for like for like thirty seconds, he acknowledged my existence. So <laughs> I will say that was a, a high point in my, probably my life. I would say. <laughs> I
1: like I like the actor. I if he ever came to conventions, I'd probably meet him. But I don't, I don't think he does. Oh no, no he, he don't like never. people. <laughs> he
0: seems like an asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he lives
2: at he has a winery in New Zealand or whatever, and he just lives there. And occasionally they have trot him out for a movie. Yeah, he would. He is not the kind of person would. to go to conventions.
1: I remember once like, I dressed yeah, okay. up as Alan Grant for a convention and I had the hat, and somebody was like, <laughs> thought I was like, nice outfit. And I know they, they didn't realize what I was wearing. You know, I was Ellie. Always- <laughs> yeah. We had a little <laughs> dinosaur, too, but I didn't have it with me at the terrible. time. I was at Cub getting lunch. I remember they were making fun of me. I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if we should dive into this movie. So I, I want to say, like, the way that this movie starts, too, is quite chilling. Like, you don't really know what's going on. You just have a cage being loaded and you have guys all nervous and. Are you Yes, it is. Okay. Checking. They grab a guy who falls and then they he gets pulled up and you just hear him screaming. And you hear, shoot her! Shoot yeah. her. That's a good part, though.
0: It's a good kind of scary, but it
1: is. Bad. I mean, it didn't bother thirty thirty-four-year-old Mike, but it bothered eight-year-old Mike.
3: I mean, this is just a great example though. This this setup is really like a horror movie. Like this is a right. scary moment with I <laughs> I I love all the teams required to load one dinosaur. There's a loading team. There's a there's like right. a position team. There's a lift the gate guy. I, I I just love the team of thirty people required to load one dinosaur into the pen, <laughs> it, but it's
0: well failed. So. <laughs>
3: but again, this is this this whole scene. And again, I've I've said it a number of times on this show. Movies need to kind of let you know what this is all about right away, or unless you ex- unless you want to like subvert expectations down the line, like do a one eighty, you know. But you gotta let the let the let the fans know what they're walking into, and this. 100% does every bit of that in terms of tension and tone. That man knows how to use lighting when he's lifting up the <laughs> gate and the light is shooting through the holes in the gate. Man, oh, a, when, it's a masterful.
2: Right, Muldoon is silhouetted by the light behind him. You just see like this guy with a gun and it's just looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, really I cute. mean, and it meets, the, it meets the criteria of don't show the monster right away of like Jaws or Alien. You know, you, you see kind of glimpse of the dinosaur, but you don't ever see it until they actually get to the island. So you're like, "What is this?" You know, the audience would know it's a dinosaur, but I want to see what it looks like. Why can't I see what it looks like? That's that's the tension right
3: there. So
0: I think they should stop like giving us titles of a randomly walk into a <laughs> movie,
3: and we have no idea what we're seeing. Movie seventy two.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> the they'll briefly give you a little like, "Oh, this is a horror movie. This is a comedy." Cause if they hadn't said it was Jurassic Park, we had no idea that was a dinosaur. That could
1: have been. I mean, to be fair, there's probably a lot of people that didn't know what Jurassic even meant in the '93. Well, dinosaur on the cover. Hey, some people are really <laughs> stupid. Okay.
0: Yeah,
3: the, the movie poster has a giant dinosaur <laughs> silhouette against a red background. It, some it's people. not. Well, yes, oh, but that
0: was a big giveaway.
3: <laughs> but even then, but even then, the expectation of what are the dinosaurs going to look like is, I think, a hook enough. Yeah. Especially if you know. Of if, the age where dinosaurs are still awesome, which should be everybody, by the way. Uh, that I, I that watched, joy should never go away.
4: I,
2: I watched the trailer, the theatrical trailer for this, and they don't really show the dinosaurs in it. And it may not have been, they may not have been completely finished at the time, but they only kind of show glimpses of the dinosaur. So, if you were, even if you had seen the trailer in 1993, you probably didn't know what these look like fully.
1: That's cool. I should have watched the trailer now that you mentioned it. <laughs> Before we did this,
0: I feel like they did it on purpose. But why yeah. give away the whole? I mean, a lot of movies do that. They'll, they give away the whole damn movie in the freaking trailer.
4: Yeah,
1: especially they, now. They're yeah.
0: like, I'm done. I
1: can't. I don't or Alien vs. Predator, which shows you scenes that aren't even in the movie that are in the trailer and that make it look really <laughs> <Well>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh, that's one of my most let down movies ever in my life. <laughs> But that's going to be here nor there. And I also, like, in the next part of this movie, which I think is kind of, it didn't ring with me when I was younger, but now that I'm older, it really rings with me with the lawyer who goes through the mine in Costa Rica. And he's sitting here, you know, I have to traverse through mud and things, he's wearing a full suit and tie, and it's like...
0: Is that required to be a lawyer? You have to constantly wear a suit and tie and fancy no.
1: shoes? But when you have money, I guess you got to flaunt it. What else are you can do with it?
0: And carry a briefcase?
3: He was like a yeah. Well, yes, actually, your your license to your license to practice law is stitched <laughs> into the lining of your jacket. So right. you actually do you you, just, you can't just go in there in shorts and a t shirt and expect anybody to take you seriously. So, right. But even just that little
1: part does such such a good job. They get all excited and they stop working. And he's like, "This is what we're looking for." And he pulls out the amber with the mosquito, even though. I don't believe right. that they would be allowed to stop working because it's a mine in Costa Rica. And I'm sure it's probably not government. You know, it's not funded by legal sources. But that's me here nor there. I watch too so many drug shows.
4: Rich guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I just I just thought that was just like it's, it's such a good hook to grab you and pull you into this movie. And again, the more mystery, you don't really know what's going on.
2: No, you have no you have no clue what like you see the the mosquito in amber. But you unless you had read the book, you would be like, I don't <laughs> I don't get what's going on.
0: I did not read the book. You should. I should. OK, I, I did not. Yeah, I hear, it's, not yeah.
3: I hear it's much more violent than 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 the film. Uh, I'll say this. It's probably my favorite
2: book. I've read it many times as well. It's not, you know, it's not great literature. It's just a fun action book. And, you know, Michael Crichton is, you know, a, a, a thriller writer and he's not going to be up there with Charles Dickens or Ernest Hemingway. But <laughs> yeah. The book is very fun. It is much more violent than, you know, it gets very descriptive of how dinos- or people are torn apart by dinosaurs.
4: No, <laughs> do <laughs> It's a good book. So, yeah,
2: I would definitely read it. If you like Jurassic Park, you should at some point read the book. I'll give it a go yeah. one day. One day, yes. One day. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: one day, one when, day, when the hours of the day increase to 30, then I will decide <laughs> right. to Jurassic Park the novel and, and jump in. I do like yeah. this, too. I, I have a question though about this. When... Odd, I have a question about a movie I've seen literally probably 40 to 50 times, but yeah, still I like, here I go. Question? What? <laughs> I know, he, so in this scene, he pull the, the miner pulls out the mosquito in amber. But clearly we already have received we've already have an amber. So is that the mosquito that ends up in his cane? Or is that just kind of like a like what is with that mosquito? Because the movie makes it feel like almost that's like a prequel, like a pre-existence of Jurassic Park when clearly we already snagged ourselves a mosquito with, with dinosaur blood in it so <laughs>
0: I, maybe that was the t-rex blood
2: i don't know if it is because they do mention the worker like theoretically this movie takes place over like a couple like a week or two um right but i think it's just i don't know if it's meant to be the exact same one that hammond has on his cane I think it's just it like, can't be i guess i yeah,
1: don't know it was no yeah. i think it's just they're keep digging because they're trying to find more dinosaurs and yeah. more blood and more you know more things to make because you always got to have the next
0: the right blood Y'all, why do we have t-rex we need a different kind
1: we need a, a genetic t-rex that can camouflage
0: oh god that's a horrible idea <laughs> Let's uh, less die. the
1: less said about that the better yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that's what i think it is i don't i'm pretty sure it's not the same one just because the way i took it is that was one of the early ones that they found that he just kind of pulled along to kind of just show it's just i think it's kind of like a good way dead because doesn't it go from there right to his no it doesn't go i was gonna say it goes right to his cane in a different shot but it doesn't it goes to them digging up at the fossil stuff
2: yep goes to montana yep
1: this is also like i forgot i always remember the scene with the kid where you have you because you have you have all of a sudden i forgot alan grant and ellie and they're you know working on a digging site and then you know they get all excited with a new technology which i think is funny don't
0: touch the computer <laughs>
1: And then the whole thing is that, you know, this kid comes up at one point point. the kid's like, you know, calling it t- like we make the joke Can earlier. Look
0: like
1: birds. Calls it a turkey. <laughs> and then he go he like pretty much traumatizes the kid, talking about how it's gonna kill him. I and mean, nobody, stops team, him. Nobody, nobody stops it. him.
3: Nobody
4: stops him. Yeah. Parent.
3: Like no parents. Yeah, no parents <laughs> right. like, Hey, could you put away the six inch retractable razor claw that you're now terrifying my child? I have to bring that kid home and put him to bed at some I'm point. Like,
0: nah, let him learn his lesson. He needs to learn
3: how to be respectful. Psychiatry is expensive. All right, Samuel, <laughs> would you please just stop? Sorry, this, Peter, uh, I, step, I stepped over you. Go ahead.
2: No, that's all right. I was going to say something serious. I was just going to say this. This movie taught me that raptor meant bird of prey. So, you know, the idea of like a velociraptor, it means bird of prey. And like the things like eagles and hawks are raptors as well, to scientifically speaking. And I—that's—I didn't piece it together until I was older. Like, okay, so they're saying that birds evolved. You know, birds are where dinosaurs evolved into. At least some of them, at least. Yep. But it's—it's it's kind of it. You know, if you're paying attention, you can learn a lot from this movie. I think. I was
3: gonna Whoa. say it's a teaching movie. Right. It's—it's it's an. Which is why it was shown in a school in the music right. room during a citrus <laughs> sale, surrounded by creepers exactly. and Exactly. It's exactly. educational. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone was like, ooh, look, a dinosaur movie. Let's put this one on.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was no, no idea. more of how big this movie was at <laughs> the time. Yeah. So, it was just yeah. something for the something for the kids to watch because it's awesome. I, I know I also – I just had a thought that anyone else get the feeling that Sam Neill as the character, like the character of Dr. Alan Grant – like, practice this little speech in the bathroom. Like, every once in a while, he, just kind of, he imagines, like, some, a, some asshole kid coming up to him and saying that raptors suck. And he goes, You know what I'm going to say to this little bastard? I know I'm going oh, to sure. ca- I carry this in my pocket just for this occasion. And of course, finally, one child comes up and he's ready. He's ready with this speech. And he has a smug, like, I have said this in the shower a thousand <laughs> times. Right. I got he was so glad. Right here.
0: Oh, he's, like, he's watching
3: them. Yes, I get that to. Watch find... them
0: to have children. It's just watching
1: them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have issues with that because I'm pretty sure there's an age gap, at least maybe real life, there's an age gap for this.
4: In real life.
1: I think In there was a comment. Life. Yeah,
3: I know. I don't know. Maybe I'm
1: maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. I
3: just feel like I read that somewhere.
4: Stop ruining the movie magic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, one final thing on this scene, real quick. The uh, archaeologists that are working on the uh on the dinosaur. I think I heard or read somewhere, it might have been in a zoo or a museum, that that is not how dig sites work. Yeah. Like, you can't just sit there and like scrub away because these things are 65 million years old. Like they're extraordinarily fragile. Like you basically take out like the entire brick of the fossil and then transport it someplace else. Then you don't just sit there and go chisel, 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 a brush, 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 right. brush. <sighs> brush, 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 yeah, brush. Can't do that with the dinosaur. But again, movie, it's fine. It's fun. I don't. <laughs> yeah it, it's not accurate but oh no, of course not but it's a movie it's fine i'm not trust me that's not what a more, negative
2: yeah what they more likely do is use what they have in the movie a ground penetrating radar and so they would they are able to see an image of the thing and then like you said freak it out and so, send it somewhere else
0: but what they do before ground <laughs>
1: <radar>? <laughs> start
0: digging
1: just start digging and tear it apart oh. yeah, hopefully for the that's best for it the used best. to be out west,
2: there used to be, like, before fossil hunting was big in the 1800s, you could go out west and just see whole fields of them. They were A lot of them were just out in the open because no one disturbed, like, areas of the desert for millions of years. But when the fossil hunting trade began in the 1800s, you know, people picked those clean. So all the easy ones were taken, and then sometimes a farmer would stumble upon one in their field or whatever. And that's kind of how it started to go. You okay. can look it up. Do more reading on your own at your local library
3: to learn more about <laughs> Learn <laughs> something. Yes.
0: Every episode. Right.
3: <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by PBS and NPR. I all wish. about time.
0: So. <laughs> I yeah. wish.
1: But don't yeah. take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
4: rainbow. <laughs> let's, let's, and this uh, is where you
1: then have Hammond shows up. And after reading the book, because I mean, I've seen him the movie multiple times since then, but like, I kept thinking to myself how much of a villain he is in the book. I mean, compared to right. this, like they make him like a jolly old man, not in the book. <laughs> I just, he's oh, like, a really? movie.
2: He's Walt Disney. He's basically Walt Disney. He's like an <laughs> yeah. old man with he's theme parks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it, you know, in Hollywood, he's <laughs> beauty. No, of this I, scene too.
3: Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I was going to say, I remember in the book, because I know Hammond has a very different ending in the book. But I remember if I remember, he's not a good person at all in the book.
0: Does he have grandchildren?
2: I can't remember. No, he de- he doesn't care about his grandchildren. He's more what? cared about his his big dinosaurs. Because at one point they tell him in the book, they said your grandchildren are out there. He's like, I don't care. I want my dinosaurs. Don't shoot them.
3: They're very expensive.
0: <laughs> well, he's a he's a, a great choice by switching that plot line. <laughs>
3: right. Oh, right. Michael Crichton painting everything with a painting everything with a paint roller. Are you? Well done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love I this yeah. scene because it feels so natural. I, I this is such a nat- mm-hmm. And I love the connection between Alan Grant and Lady Dinosaur Hunter, who I don't remember. Why I don't I remember Ellie. her name? Ellie. Ellie, thank you. Dr. Sattler, thank you. Between Alan Grant and Dr. Sattler, they feel so natural as right. both co-workers and a couple. And and this scene of, the, of him just invading their trailer and popping their champagne just feels very real and natural. And it really does a good job of establishing character and guys kind of showing roles yeah. and who's who in this movie all this setup is just exquisite
2: right it's very you know you, i like this movie nowadays because of the acting because of the characters it is natural like you said and none of these people are movie stars i think actually richard Attenborough was the most well-known person when this movie came out all, all of them were like had been in all the actors had been in movies but none of them were like big draws box office marquee draws and richard Attenborough was like the veteran one so it was kind of like you have small kind of character actors propelling this movie and it worked so well.
0: Maybe that's why it worked so
4: well.
2: Yeah. I think if they if they had, so the original casting, they wanted like Harrison Ford or William Hurt to play Alan Grant and I think they were too expensive and then they wanted like Jim Carrey to play Ian Malcolm, which oh, none no. of those would have worked
1: <laughs> no. as no. well as no. it eventually. <laughs> no. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the only... Other movie. I mean, I know Sam Neill had multiple movies, but I know he was in po- one of the poker, got- poltergeist. Pol- no, not uh, No, Omen, oh. Omen three like, or Omen four.
0: Poltergeist.
1: He's not Omen three. He's Yeah, an he, Omen three. Yeah, he was in Omen, Hunt for Red
2: October, some other in smaller parts. He wasn't really a leading actor. Yeah,
0: I stopped it
1: too. Omen three is good. He plays Antichrist. Yeah, Sam Neill. He's yeah. the he's the kid all grown up, and he now runs a corporation. But he doesn't name the corporation after his own last name. That's weird. I thought that's what you do when you're anti-Christ, but that's another thing. So <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> thank you. You get to my favorite scene right after this, uh, where you have Nidri at the table just sitting there eating, and you have Dodson. Dodson here shows up, and I just, I love this scene. I think it's just so good where this, you have like this guy, you know, KG corporate guy trying to meet up with somebody to in some little diner in Costa Rica, and it's just, you know, brings some money. It's just so good. Yeah.
0: That's a quotable lie. We got
1: nothing. Yeah. Michael Crichton loves corporate
2: intrigue. So most of his books have some corporate intrigue. And this was this was a much bigger point in the book. But yes, it's it's basically corporate espionage. And it's rightly they condensed it to just this one scene, which is maybe one of the funniest scenes in the movie, yes. It's got oh, absolutely. It's got, it's got the whipping cream. It's got the laugh, this kind of squeal laugh. It's got Dodge <laughs> in here. You know, everything's packed into Every scene's I just can't. I would gush about this movie too much if I Oh,
1: That's fine.
3: I could. But yes, it's. It's a funny have, scene. Have you listened to this program before, sir? That's <laughs> know, all we I do. It's been way too long talking about things. I know. I, I know. It's it's just what we do. I I do like the scene as well because it is the the dichotomy between Dotson and Nedry are so polar opposites. Dotson is trying so hard to be the corporate spy, and I love how Nedry does not care. He's like, <laughs> I got my right. money. I got my money. <laughs> And, it, and it's a great exposition, too, because it's explaining to the viewer, hey, this is how this is going to work. You know, right. And it's, again, painting in very broad strokes because we got to get to the good stuff. And Spielberg is smart enough to know what we're here for and how to get these characters in place quickly and efficiently and effectively. And um, this is the perfect spot for that kind of humor, too. You know, it's just we're all still having fun. Right. I don't know. It's just. I also remember there was a
1: me- memes all the time. And I remember I, I one time tagged Peter in a meme that was that line. But it said, "Look, it's football season. It's football season." And he's like, "See, nobody cares." So, <laughs> cause I, yes. yeah, I remember doing that once. And people do, but Peter's not. <laughs> Peter's not into sports, so that's why I shared it to him. So, <laughs> but I, I just.
0: You're not Packer fan, Peter.
1: I, I respect the
2: traditions of my state. I just don't. <laughs>
0: it. It's okay. I don't like the
2: like,
1: They choke. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Every year, Every year. <laughs> but no, it's just such a it's such a good scene, and it just it, it really kind of does paint that big picture of like the fact that you know the average person doesn't pay attention to what's going on around them. They don't if it doesn't affect them, they don't care. They don't give like they're not watching what you're doing at the table. Most people aren't. I might be because I'm that kind of weirdo that does pay attention to little things because I wanted to write if, a book, so I would
2: pay. If you got to a to piece of if you got a piece of pie with a big dollop of shaving cream on it, would you notice? Then <laughs> I don't think that guy's an idiot.
3: I tasted it. You would would take it back. It would go back, but it wouldn't cost me to to go from crappy pie to corporate espionage. I don't think Dotson's in trouble, even though he (laughs) picked the (laughs) dollop of shaving cream on the pie. I think everyone's okay. So
1: like that. He's like, don't get cheap on me, Dotson. Don't
3: get cheap on me. He's got (laughs) $750,000 jangling in his lap. Don't get cheap on me, Dotson. I love that. And I'm sure
1: it wasn't. I mean, I doubt, you know, even though he has a lot of food, I really doubt it was expensive in a little diner in Costa Rica off the Iowa. Oh, he does? Well, I mean, if probably not things about there. They go catch it outside. Adjusted you know, for you know.
2: inflation, that's probably like 15 bucks. You know, <laughs> you
1: know. Back then, it was probably like $3. <laughs> I, don't know, I just feel like if you're at some little place like that, it wouldn't be expensive in the middle of, you know, kind of like the middle of nowhere yeah. almost type thing. This, uh, this movie, by the way, just all filmed in Hawaii, I think except for the
2: uh, the Montana scene, which was filmed in California. Every part of this was filmed in, in Hawaii. So.
3: Yeah, I think that's it was cool. off of Oahu, right? It Everybody serves
2: or K- Kauai. I forget that. Oh, Why? Okay. I think it's Kauai. I've always wanted to travel there to see the waterfall because I know they do a helicopter tour of that waterfall that they. Oh, I'm sure it's on the bucket list someday.
3: Now
0: it's <laughs> on my bucket list. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I don't appreciate this, by the way. <laughs>
1: and speaking of helicopter, ride, this is when they go on the helicopter ride and then they go right. to uh, the island for the first time, which mm-hmm. I
3: thought the place in Costa Rica. Is this, is this the first time you hear the theme? Da, 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 da,
2: well, da. well, it's one it's one theme. The first time you hear that theme is when they see the Brachiosaurus. But this and is like the second the theme. <laughs> where it goes dun 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 oh, da, da, you're right. That's like yeah, the yeah. secondary theme.
1: You know? Yeah, because a lot of people don't always recognize the first part of the theme because it's not as notable. Like we have a story. Right. Uh, when we when me and Tiff got married, uh, we had this song playing when all the people walked down.
0: I didn't tell anybody. And all the groups were like Wait, hold on a second. Is that <laughs> go go? Start walking.
2: I, I was there. I remember it. it was
1: quite <laughs> you cool. were the one she was yelling at. I'm pretty sure. I'm
4: pretty sure. <laughs> start walking. Go.
2: If, if I may, well, we'll talk about rehearsal times <laughs> in another another podcast. <laughs> but I don't know if the cues were all worked out before then. But in any case, they were not. <laughs>
1: we purposely didn't say anything. Hell, I'm the I'm one right. that at my wedding screwed up the red star. Took the paper from the from for the, the vows. or reading them. Like, come on now. There was no coherence in that in that wedding.
0: <laughs> oh, he's talking about the cues and when he should walk.
1: Oh yeah, there were no. We didn't no, talk about was, that.
0: We didn't talk about that. And he blamed me
4: because
0: he didn't tell. Him, I didn't tell him how he was supposed to like do his vows. I was like, well, then we would have been married the night before, <laughs> and not the day after.
4: But way. yes,
1: that's always one of my favorite memories. So I had to mention that here. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah mean, but John
2: but Williams. John Williams, amazing. You know, he he sells this movie. Without John Williams, it would be a lesser film without his amazing soundtrack, which I was listening oh, to this morning. Yeah. There's
3: no question. It's no question. There's not much more you can say about it. this is a hard show to do because I don't know how much you can say about a movie that's been celebrated for 30 years. I, mean, I, I don't know personally, right. but I, it's you're right. I mean, this to say that the soundtrack to Jurassic Park is really, really good. It's kind of speaking into the wind. It's no, it's it's incredible. It's, it's one of the best movie soundtracks ever created. So, oh, yes, oh, yes. And then it's right because this is right when
1: you have the jeep ride at the park when they go in. And I still find the scene so amusing where Ellie's looking at the plant and she's like, oh, this has been extinct. And then he just grabs her head and turns her to look at the giant dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But the yeah. setup it's for awesome. all this, too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Peter. No, you go ahead. No, you go
3: ahead. So I was going to say that the setup for this, like the, all the lead in. Right. And it's interesting that they're not quite getting because, you know, Richard Attenborough is going. Through, he's really like curating this experience. He's talking to the lawyer. We're going to shut you down, John. In in 24 hours, I'll be accepting your apology, right? right. And it's all this set up and build. And all the audience is going right now is, I want to see a dinosaur. Where's my dinosaur? (laughs) And so all of this just, sorry to be crude, foreplay is just (laughs) leading up to the big brontosaurus. Is Again, this pacing of this movie needs to be taught in film school because the way Spielberg sets all these puzzle pieces up for the big reveal, everyone in the audience is ready to see Dinosaur. And the fever pitch of this, because you've seen the poster, it's a giant dinosaur skeleton against a red background. You know what's going to happen. Dinosaurs in this movie somewhere. Yeah, right? (laughs) And that buildup, everyone is excited to see it. There's almost no chance for someone to be let down. And that if that Bronosaurus moment hadn't hadn't worked, this movie's doomed. Just doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I, if Godzilla if Godzilla foot showed up and it would look like plastic, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trash bags wrapped around whatever it was, it would have been a disaster. But he it's framed so beautifully, it's still awe inspiring. I can't wait for my son to see it. He's six, and I'm not quite ready for him to watch someone chomped off of a toilet. But he loves dinosaurs. We've been to the Natural <laughs> History Museum. <laughs>
0: the dinosaurs frolicking in the grass.
3: What you no, do no, is no. you,
1: you, have, you tell him it's coming, so he goes outside in the backyard and waits until that part is over, then his friend
3: no. <laughs> tells "Come back in. My yeah. son will experience Jurassic Park <laughs> whole and un- unfettered. I'm just going to make sure he's ready for it. Right. But then again, half the stuff he watches is so violent, anyway, just cartoonish violence. See, well, isn't it fun? He just chopped the guy off the toilet. That's hilarious. There's a toilet there. It Laugh at hilarious. the toilet. I, mean, I,
0: I never want to go on
3: the toilet again. But just, and listen, he's had no choice in the matter. He's an older kid. <laughs> It's <laughs> strange. He, he, I can't wait to introduce my son to this movie. Like seriously, I really cannot wait because I know he's gonna be just awestruck. My wife and I talk about it often. Like, when can we let Will watch Jurassic Park? It was it's something that we were looking forward to. And I think it's just a testament to how good this still holds up. Like we were saying earlier, that this beautiful moment of build up and he arrives and, and Sam Neill, you don't know, you don't see his expression because he's wearing sunglasses, which is purposely done. So he takes the sunglasses off in wild eyed surprise. And right. oh Lord, it is just masterful. It's
1: masterful. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's such a good scene. And it still gave me chills. Like just watch this movie over again a couple nights ago. I'm like, God, this is such a good film. So oh, yeah. very,
3: very quick aside before I get up here. I, I actually watched this on my digital video disc collection collector's edition because uh, I because I don't have HBO Max, uh, Max, which is what this is on right now. For
1: not at the time you're hearing this. But yes.
3: Oh, really? Is it going to Taking off it at-
1: off at the end of January in 2023? Bastards. Oh, where's it going? It'll to? be back. It'll be back. Yeah. Well, HBO, ever since the bought out, they're playing the game. of We don't want to pay royalties to anybody. So get rid of everything off of service type of the game right now.
3: Jurassic Park will not be lost to time, I think. No. Jurassic Park will not get fossilized. Ha it, ha. <laughs> okay. it, it'll be fine. But I saw, I watched this on digital video disc, and shout out to the PlayStation 5 and the fine people at Sony who made my TV. The upscaling on my my 20-year-old 20, 20 DVD was wonderful. It was great. <laughs> it was great. It's almost as if it was pre-programmed into that TV. Like, okay, listen, someone's going to play the old Jurassic Park DVD on this thing. Let's just make a mode. For Jurassic Park DVD, and we'll be good. So shout out to uh, Sony for buying products, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. They do make good They
2: <laughs>
1: spare no expense.
3: They're not our sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. spare <laughs> no
1: expense. And then you first get introduced to the visitor center, which I swear I really do like that style of building. When I used to drive to work, at a Burger King a while ago, I would pass by a building that had that same type of design I used to go, and I would sit there and hum the theme when I'd go see it sometimes. Yeah. But I, I really like the visitor center. I really I mean, again, this this is when you first start seeing more and more of the other people that work there that apparently all leave the island before the murders happen, because that's what you do, I guess. So but
2: <laughs> I just find out that, that funny. Which does not happen in the book. It's I think it was designed to be less bloody for the movie, so they made everybody leave.
3: Well, did this get a PG rating or a PG-13?
1: Oh, PG-13, yeah.
3: I imagine so, right? Cause
1: it's, yeah, okay. right. There's lots of chopping. Yeah, so this is the guy cool. gets eaten off the toilet, and you see him go down the mouth.
3: Well, you know yeah. how the uh, Motion Picture Academy is with, with ratings? You ha- you're you allowed one person eaten off a toilet. <laughs> yes. You only have one. You have two, you're going right up to an R, so.
2: <laughs> it is very jarring when I was watching the King's speech, and that happened,
3: so. It's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it, they were allowed to do it.
1: So. Yeah, Good. <laughs> I, I still get such a kick out of that presentation part where they go in the room, they're watching the video that talks about like how this process works and everything with that, and I just really like it. I don't know what it is about that presentation to me, but like for something with Mr. DNA and everything, it just it reminds me of Clippy also from Microsoft Word. But it I just is a really like, bit like Clippy. I yeah. like Mr. DNA a lot. I really like this part.
0: There's geeky Mike
1: there's geeky mike i mean it's just
0: five-year-old geeky mike
1: coming out (laughs) geeky mike would have been okay with this part it's fun
2: it's cartoonish it's it's designed for exposition for the audience because you know a long scene of somebody explaining this would be less interesting than a cartoon dna figure explaining how do we clone dinosaurs well we got mosquitoes in amber and we cloned their blood and then we filled in the gaps with other dna (laughs) <laughs> yeah, much much more entertaining than like a PowerPoint slide or you know just Richard Adenbro talking
1: about it. Does we use does frog those... DNA to fix the holes in the gap. Well, yeah. we yeah, didn't the... think that
3: frogs can become female or male if they want to by choice. <laughs> now, does the does the book go more into the pseudoscience of this, or is it leave it kind of like it happened, kind of like this movie does? The I'm I'm trying to remember. I mean, yes. It does go into
2: this. I don't. I don't believe Mr. DNA is in the book. I think it's more of they're having conversations, which doesn't work well to a
3: movie. Um you're but, honest. But no, no. It's this is ge- it's a genius idea. Right. To just explain it like we are all children. Because when you're talking about DNA sequencing, we're all children. We don't know what right. we're talking about. You can say fill it in with frog DNA. We're like, oh, that's cool. Move on to the monster. I want to see more monsters, so, especially in '93
1: because DNA. Yeah, was Yeah. I mean, not like now. I, I say as a I would say the population were more aware of what DNA is like because of CSI and things like that. But in 93, I don't think that would have been completely off anybody's rate. Like people wouldn't even be thinking about stuff like that.
3: And and as far as the movie itself goes, at this point in the film, we're all riding high. We're, we're still hitting yeah. our high from the Brontosaurus. And we're just we are we are Sam Neill and Dr. Sattler. We are literally just two happy kids just sitting in that ride with them. Like, I want to know everything where's the next monster it it's the ride this takes you on is just so good so yeah i love this whole moment where you get to see the <laughs> imagine though the, the 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 miracle works of jurassic park like that's our day-to-day gig they're just kind of like sitting there you know doing dinosaur stuff and science stuff and every five minutes a tour window comes by <laughs> gawking, gawking tourists you know munching popcorn with dinosaur hats on their heads no, that's not distracting <laughs>
2: one of my favorite uh, lines is when the, the lawyer says, are they auto erotica or something? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's like, know. no, no, they're real. It's just it's it's such a throwaway line. But it's it's, it's just funny. It's just hilarious. I, and you don't get that when you're a kid. You don't get it.
3: No, that's, a little, no. that's a that's a layup for the parents, you know, which is great. Right. It's cute. I just I just like to think that the that the uh, if they ever have to sneeze or something or scratch their ear, you know, they have to go to the part that's not viewable by the public, you know, to like,
1: right. <laughs> I mean, also, yeah. you think you wouldn't want people to see exactly what you're doing behind the scenes like
3: that. No one knows what they're doing. They're just sitting there writing on clipboards and erasing things and turning eggs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're using that virtual reality thing, which they don't talk about ever again. But they're like, oh, we I mean, use virtual reality because that was a big thing at the time.
3: Because <laughs> clearly this computer screen is more is better than your eyeballs because he's not wearing a headset. He just right. has, you know, like uh, Minority Report gloves on, manipulating a yeah. TV, a screen. <laughs> Now, if you watch another
2: Michael Crichton movie called Disclosure, you'll see more about virtual reality. But that's a completely different topic.
1: But
3: <laughs> Never seen it. I don't I don't know it. Okay. I don't know what it is either, and I'm surprised. I went, I, don't
4: either.
1: I went through a phase where I tried to track down a lot of his books and watch a lot of his films. It's too much
2: to get into, but it deals with virtual reality. It deal, and it does have more of that in there because okay. that was a big thing in the early 90s. Everyone thought it was going to be huge, and it didn't quite work
1: out that way. But. Oh, a 1994 film, Michael Douglas. Okay. Right. It's a film with Michael Douglas. Oh,
4: that
1: one. So I found it funny, too. Another, another thing I think is a good humor part where, because, again, I mean, this movie doing a really good job of, of making it feel more like, you know, <laughs> what's not kind of gets you off kilter of what's coming. Your expectations of people getting murdered is probably not on your mind right now. Because, like, you had the part where they just, you know, open up the, the bar from the ride and go into where the lab is where you really think there should be locked doors and you can't just go inside. But,
3: you know, <laughs> it's very funny. It's, it's well, a theme
1: park in in progress. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Get it?
0: And they just push out of the ride. They're like, one, two, three, go.
1: <laughs> you can see them break it, too. It looks like the bar just kind of breaks off that they do. <laughs> There's and still, the you like, know, can they do that? It's still in the beta
2: testing stage, so they yeah. just, they don't have all the stuff figured out.
1: <laughs> but just the part like because you see that you see yeah. the raptor you see the raptor being born and the the, the whole like the look on the face of alan yeah. grant when he realizes what he's holding mm-hmm. i mean you think what about this as a guy is. who understands what little murdering monster is in your hand like right. he knows these things are he
0: looked like you wanted to snap
1: his neck i mean hell that would have been the smart thing to do to be honest okay these i know but
0: imagine
3: that
1: (laughs) i'm a murderer okay i have apparently a bad It
0: says the man who brings mice to a field so they don't get eaten by a cat yeah
1: (laughs) but apparently that doesn't work for it doesn't work for things that can kill me when they get big
3: it's uh, imagine the alternate (laughs) universe where this movie is basically a 20 minute short where we have this beautiful moment of discovery and wonder alan grant snaps the neck of a baby raptor and then boop end the film It's like some weird (laughs) Sundance short film thing that show gets goes around a documentary circuit or whatever. (laughs) I love this. What I save the world. (laughs) One of my favorite moments of this part though, is not so much the, well, I've one favorite, favorite part of this scene. Um, I love Sam Neill. And I love Laura Dern, her expression of wonder and just, cause she is a treasure. Laura Dern. She just amazing in, in most anything she does. and, Her expression of wonder and surprise and joy sells this moment because anybody looking at this, even in 1993, you're still on Dino High. You want to see more dinosaurs. Here comes baby dinosaurs. All cute. It's very clearly a puppet dinosaur or robot dinosaur or whatever. It very, very clearly looked at with objective eyes. But when you're in the scene of the movie, you need everyone to react as if this thing is real. And Laura Dern pushes that so hard. She's so, so, so good in that moment. And through this whole movie, she's fantastic. But my the winning, the, the best part of this whole scene, of course, is the robot arm greedily snatches away the empty egg from Alan Grant's <laughs> hands and puts it away. I'm a firm believer that robot arms need their own uh, category, of the Oscars, like Iron Man. <laughs> robot <laughs> arm and Iron Man needs to be recognized for his work or her work or their work. That's so, anyway, that's, that, I, it's, yeah.
1: It is good. It's a good little scene. It just takes the egg away from him. Right.
3: He's like,
1: wait. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, Doctor Wu wasn't in another movie until way later, right? He's not in the any of the original three.
2: Yeah, not until the Jurassic World movies. If okay, you come back.
1: Yeah. Okay.
4: Oh, I do remember.
0: Yeah,
1: he's in oh, one scene. I mean, he's in a small scene. though. is just one of the guys they're talking to. I, I think in the book right. he plays a much bigger part. When I remember. And uh,
0: we need a Doctor Wu.
1: But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's
2: much bigger in the book. But it's you know scaled down to focus on the the main character.
1: Yeah. I also remember in the book, I know they uh, if I remember correctly, they do they take a flamethrower to raptor eggs. So, oh, they have
2: rocket launchers and stuff in the book as well. So it's
3: wait, what? The, the weaponry. Launchers? Yeah. Yeah. Why they, you they, have they use rocket, like rocket launchers in Jurassic Park for the T-Rex. Have you I not seen what they mistake. have on display? Well, I mean, but this is like take a it zoo. I do uh, whatever. Uh, Michael Brighton. Well, I don't I don't know. I have never read Michael my books. I don't know. I, wor- I worked at a
2: zoo. And they did have go- they did have like semi automatic weapons for if like the polar bear escaped or like the tiger oh, damn. escaped. Yeah, I- and I, I didn't- I, I, they had them in particular things. They had people who were on call to use them, who were you know required to use them. But like if the T Rex escaped, you would like go to the armory. The T Rex escaped. If like the polar bear escaped. You go to the army, like, and you have a gun. Are they
0: talking about said, the movie? I'm so confused.
2: I'm talking about when I worked at a zoo. You had well, contingencies.
0: Well, that's what I thought, but then you said T-Rex, and I was.
2: I got so excited about <laughs> the thought of a, working at a zoo with the T-Rex that I confused reality. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: And the well, thing that just is he didn't yeah. work in a zoo in Texas either, so guns just weren't everywhere. So. Yeah. Well, my my sister's been a zookeeper. I gotta zookeeper, make that joke her. every time.
3: No, it's fine. My my sister's been a zookeeper her entire career, and I. I do know that if an animal leaves the premises, they have to put the animal down. Like you have to. So, but I don't know if it's like inside the park. So I don't know if like the penguins start flip flop, flip flop, flip flopping, do you have to like murder them? No, but there's, I it, there's do, yeah, there's a certain type. Like my my sister used to work with with a lot of uh, cats, like you know big cats like cougars and jaguars yeah. and such. And I know for for that there was there were contingencies. I don't know if. My sister had an armory to her left, to which she could then, you know, mow down, <laughs> mow down the uh, animals. But uh, if if need be, or the authorities had to come and do it, I I don't know. But you're right, there were like contingencies. That's cool. You never get to talk to people who actually worked at zoos. We have a commonality now. My sister has been a zookeeper her right. entire professional career, basically. And I mean, to be so.
2: yeah, I still have a document that they sent that they sent to us. So I, I mean, I could tell you there was a hierarchy. If the prairie dog got out, not to worry. You know, if the badger <laughs> yeah. got out, don't worry, it's fine. But if the tiger gets out and the polar bear gets out, you do have to worry
3: about that. Yeah, they or the t Or the T-Rex, yes. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, to be fair, that zoo did have a T-Rex at one time. They had a T-Rex display. It wasn't a real T-Rex, but they had a they T-Rex did. display. They did, indeed, many moons ago. They did. Yeah, it was. A, remember the dragon thing we went to? Yeah. That's where the T-Rex, the dinosaur thing, was at the time. I like Dream. I did too. They <laughs> had dragon display. We went there last year. So. Oh, and then this is when you this is when you first get introduced to Muldoon, the game master. I guess right. that's kind of what he's called, or warden, game warden. Warden, yeah, game warden. I don't know. I'm <laughs> game <words>. master is
4: <laughs> game
1: something
0: else. Wait, what but. are we talking about? I'm using
1: <laughs> Me it. too. We're talking about velociraptors, oh, and you okay. see the okay. the raptor feeding when they lower the cow, and then there's no yeah. cow when they raise it up. <laughs> and it's great
2: because you don't see the raptors. You know, you still are like, oh boy, these are the these are the big bad dinosaurs, but we haven't seen them yet. We're holding it from the audience.
3: And if you haven't so, noticed how good the sound is in this movie, now you know and how much right. it sells it because this whole terror is all, like you said, off screen, off camera. Based, It's all based off of sound of crunching and gnashing and whooshing, right. whooshing, whooshing trees and disgusted faces. <laughs> and it's so effective and good. It's better than if it would have been this violent like act that you just saw. I think that adds actually more terror to this because you can't see it. You can just hear it. And our, our imaginations are always going to be more vivid than anything you'll see on screen. So this movie, actually, I was looking as you guys were talking. I promise I was paying attention, but, you know, <laughs> research, you know, while you guys are talking. See, this movie, they invented DTS sound decoding for this movie, particularly like DTS. If you know anything about home theater stuff, it's like a, it's a high end. It used to be a very high end You know, method of doing, you know, digital audio. They invented it for this movie. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's- clearly the i'm magic. the only one who thought that was ridiculous i, I do
4: i <laughs> do well, it sounds like i mean
2: i did not know that, that but but i think you, you know favorite. if you're a, if you're a what what is it audio audiophile you're gonna yeah. love bits like yeah.
4: that
1: for yeah. you know for a guy that makes a podcast i am not an audiophile at all so mike next
2: time next time i'm on you're gonna talk about you're gonna give me dts thx all that stuff we're gonna go into a big history of that
1: so i will gladly learn cool. it i won't use it but i'll gladly learn it yeah
3: <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Dolby Atmos.
1: (laughs) And then you you have a small part here where they're having lunch, and then you have the two kids show up. His grandkids finally come.
4: Grandpa!
1: That's a good scene. I think the kids really add to this, too, by having, you know, having kids in here that are put in in harm's way and having the characters have to adapt to that. I
4: love the actors. Which every
2: Jurassic World, every Jurassic Park movie has done since then. They said, we got to have a kid in there. We have to have
0: a kid in there. (laughs) But they didn't go on to do any acting afterwards, did they?
2: Well, Joseph Mazzello is—he's been in lots of—he's been in a number of things. The guy who plays Tim has he? Yeah, he was on no he, he was on a TV show called The Pacific. He was in The Social Network, the movie The Social Network. That's cool. Mm-hmm. He's I been in a the, bunch of other. The girl things. stopped acting, right? Yeah, as far as I know, she hasn't done too. She hasn't really done much about anything. But yeah.
1: But hey, you, you do this movie. You don't need to do anything else. I guess you're in the, one of the best movies ever made. You're like, well, I'll just stop I mean, here.
0: Like one movie, less movie to be.
1: No, <laughs> well, that's
2: the thing about kid actors. You know, they're they're in demand when they're a kid, and then when they grow up, sometimes you're not as in demand. So yeah,
4: people
2: stop casting you.
1: But enough about Hollywood. That's <laughs> <laughs> this is when you first see the you first see the cars and they get inside. I really like the jeeps on a rail. I think that's a very right. novel concept to to have a theme park like this. I know, but I just really like it. I also really love the design on these trucks. Like, I just love that paint job and everything. I think it's so cool to so this it's is an day. Early
2: electric car, yeah. It's supposed to be the cutting edge, so it doesn't run on gasoline; it runs on electricity. But
1: you it know, runs on specific. a rail.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's not gasoline powered, which is.
1: I mean, I'm guessing the, all the automated was because it was cheaper. Is why they did all the automation in this in the idea of this park.
2: Well, he spared no expense.
1: <laughs> he, says times, he, he, <laughs> spare. he says it five
2: times. Except for the IT
3: department, he does. He does. He
0: says it five times.
3: Right. Yeah, and, he, and you know, the idea of having a you know electric car is also really good for the movie because it right. creates a scenario where you know the cars just die because the power goes out. As right. opposed to if they were just gas jeeps, they'd be like, bye! <laughs> away, right. to the, away to the boats we go. So again, yeah, all of this is really it, – it, it trades believability sometimes for just service to the story, which I'm always good with. I'm always happy for when movies make that choice. I'd rather have a good movie than a accurate one. <laughs> Unless I'm watching like, even watching like a biopic, which I know is not a documentary, so I always leave room there. Don't learn from, by the way, from biopics. Don't let that be your history lesson. They're not, they're not real. They're, they're right. movies <laughs> inti- intended to entertain you. It's not. So, well, I,
2: I think the electric car is a good setup without calling attention to it because you don't know what's going to happen to it necessarily because you're like, yeah. oh, it's the cutting edge, this electric car. You don't need drivers and you can just have a computer system in there. So you're like, oh, that's really cool but it does come into play because this movie is a metaphor about the failure of mankind like it ends up being a disservice to them because they're trapped in these cars then. So They've all this technology that's the cutting edge but it, it when it fails it puts everybody in danger.
1: And I think this is when you wonder the first time you see Samuel Jackson in this movie because he takes you to the computer room and right. all that and I want to say he again he wasn't a well-known actor at this point was he?
2: He'd been in a couple movies yeah,
1: but
4: he a few was things. not yeah. Okay.
2: It, like it took next now. year. Next year, he was in Pulp Fiction and that all them. But at the time, he would not have been to most audiences. He would not have been recognizable. He would not okay. have been. He would be just you be just a guy, basically.
3: Yeah. And just uh, just to jump back to the kids for a second. We yeah. really do need kids in this movie uh, because at this point, the adults need to be adults now. They can't just be <laughs> right. wide eyed children because they're starting to like realize what's happening. So we need someone to be as giddy as we are for dinosaurs to be reflected on screen. Kids are great for that and because they had this natural excitement. When I was yeah. first when I first saw this movie, I always probably I probably went, uh, the kids. And now I'm kinda <laughs> like, uh, the kids. I like the kids a lot, but I know what it's like to have children and you know, drag them around a theme park and have them just prattle on incessantly. Just
4: talk and talk <laughs> right.
3: and talk. I could totally see my son walking, you know, following around a world-renowned scientist, asking him questions and saying, Hey, this guy's book was twice the size of yours. You know.
2: <laughs> Well, and it's it's really good to have
3: them here. I think they're great, and the kids are great. But I don't talk. And it
2: also provides a character arc for Dr. Grant, who doesn't like kids, as we saw.
3: One of the one of the few arcs we see in this movie, because this movie is not about character arcs at all. We're not here for that. But you're right. This does have a nice little a little bell curve for Alan Grant. Um, especially at the very end which is very sweet but we'll talk about cool. that in probably eight hours at the rate this podcast is going <laughs> no, so we're let's just... pretty good progress actually are we yeah. okay it's my bedtime
0: soon but so y'all better hurry up <laughs> I'm
3: teasing. and this I'm is teasing. the
1: the tour gets the tour gets started and this is one part where i really feel like things could have went differently because you guys were just kind of touched on like hammond's always saying we spared no expense we spared no expense and the issue with dennis is like he need money and the guy's like it is not i expect people to live up to their problems you know or accept what they It's like you, you
0: spared no expense, but you can't play, pay your damn employees.
1: Yes, and that <laughs> that's kind of uh, how I took it. I'm like,
0: Well so it shows a little bit of what the villain he is in that part, where he can't pay his employees, but he wants it to.
1: Well, be. he doesn't. He
2: doesn't blame people for their mistakes, but he does ask if they pay for them. So you're like, okay, this guy might be a little bit abusive. You never know.
3: It's got a real dad son energy here, doesn't it? Like, it's really right. like like I expected you to make more of yourself than you are. It, it, it's just. <laughs> It's got this real condescending tone, yeah, and yeah. it also makes Nedry like kind of I. Whenever Nedry, because he's so likable and gleeful in his evilness, right. <laughs> I kind of root for him when he's taking. Like I'm never in fear for the, for the uh, park because they have plenty of embryos left. You know, they right. wouldn't take them all.
1: All it would do is it would affect that somebody else can make a park faster than they could, or not faster, make a park shorter than they could, and would make money that, that take away from their money essentially, yeah. which is like. Right. Not a crime. I mean, to a guy that isn't a, a billionaire or a millionaire, you know, that, right. that doesn't seem that bad. It's
0: not against the law. I mean, well, it is, yes. What he did was against the law, but to make money from the other person is not against the law.
1: Well, <laughs> but you could no, tell. it's just like, it's one of those things where I'm like, just pay the damn guy. Pay your people. Yeah, just. You would be in
0: the situation.
1: He's kind of a, he's supposed to be like an
2: antagonist, but he's not really a villain because he doesn't really do anything evil. He, he shuts the power down, but, you know, he didn't. It, I don't think he intended for, you know, the raptor fences to go offline or anything. It was
1: kind of a failure of the system. He doesn't shut down the raptor fences. They do that right. themselves. Right, exactly, yeah. He just, unfortunately, had it set up where it didn't unlock after a certain amount of time. Or if it did, they don't wait long enough.
3: I think everything was supposed to come back on after that compute right. cycle has happened anyway. So it wasn't like he was murdering everybody. Like, right. he, was just, he just wanted to get his embryos, get out, get on the boat, and, and live paid. his best life. Yeah, and right. get paid. So he really, you're right. He's not really an antagonist. He's just like an inciting action. You know, he's the catalyst for everything that happens. But you're right, because they have to shut the system down. And they can't read the code and the whole the whole nine yards. But I love how, how gleeful Nedry is. We'll, we'll continue dining on him as he goes on his trek to get to the docks. Dining, so to speak, yes. And it's during this part when you, <laughs> <Right>. you, <laughs> you,
1: you have them in the cars and they 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 see the goat. And you have one of the famous lines of, you're going to have dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour, right? <laughs>
3: I all hate bad. that man. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love that. Well, we've all been to one of those. We've all been to one of those safari things, like the stay in your car safari. You drive through, and the idea, you know, they sell like you know the 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 highway, the roadways teeming with animal life, and it's like right. one sad line in the corner under a tree because <laughs> lions are lines get hot too. They're animals. You can't just have them come out. Right. So I think it, it Again, was very. Worked- oh, go ahead, please.
2: I, I guess I haven't worked at a zoo. I can tell you, most of the time. If you're a carn- carnivorous animal, you're probably sleeping, especially since most people are out in the day. And then most people go to zoos in like the summertime. And tigers and bears like to sleep because it's hot. And they're not going to do things that make you interesting things. They're going to do boring things like sleep and maybe walk to the water and look at it. But yeah. Because they're animals. Because they're animals. Exactly. Yeah.
3: We've all looked, we've all excitedly looked into a zoo enclosure yeah. and gone, yeah. where? Where's the bow constrictor? I don't. Why is he? Yeah, he's in the corner. Yeah,
0: up in the mask. Yeah, because it's an animal.
1: Talk to Come him with the glass again, and then make the glass disappear. Right, then it's more exciting. You have to
3: have. I you know. have to have a sister. You have to have a sister who's a zookeeper who will actually go behind the enclosure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that helps. That really does. Our visits to the zoo are magical. I don't know what you guys are talking about. We go to the zoo. It's awesome. But I right. <laughs> I still love the zoo. Actually, even though they, even they don't do stuff, like I like. I, I, we shall not get into a zoo conversation because I think people don't like zoos, and I'm not going to get yeah. into that conversation. But yeah, I'm kidding, of course. My sister would never do anything like that, of course. In case anyone's listening, <laughs> but, including uh, my brother-in-law. <laughs>
1: You have the water <laughs> trick here, where Ian does the water trick, where I felt like it's really just a sense of... To, to touch
0: your hand.
1: Yeah, that's how I took <laughs> it. Like, that's all he just, he just wanted to touch my well, yes. hand. Because he's like, oh, put the water on here, and it goes this way. And
0: and it goes the opposite way, but the car is, like, bouncing the whole time. So, of course, it's going to go, okay. <laughs>
2: His whole big thing is chaos theory. And chaos, that's just theory. That's example of chaos
0: theory, that's how he explains chaos theory is right. water.
3: Mm-hmm. And I he's don't constantly care. He's oh, hot yeah. in this
0: movie, so that's how I look at. <laughs> it's
4: very his...
3: <laughs> oh, are we a fan of John? Are we a, a bloom? How
0: is he still sexy? And I have that Funko
3: Pop. Mm-hmm. Oh, go. he's fantastic.
0: <laughs> <Where> I... <laughs> he's out and his leg is bandaged. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He, oh he.
3: That's like that's like a hero. That's a hero pose. That's like <laughs> that's a bear skin pose. rug, like whatever pose, <laughs> campfire thing. Yeah, I also like he's always on the hunt for the next Mrs. Malcolm, <laughs> ex right, Mrs. Right Mrs.
0: Yes. X Malcolm.
3: <laughs> he's just so he's just being sly, like he again <laughs> another one who's practiced this in the shower a bunch of times. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel like that's just
0: him. Like he's like that in every movie. Then that's
2: just yeah, he's. I mean, he, I think Jeff Goldman is playing himself in this movie. So if to oh, be honest, true. I mean, I think I mean, I think he does it a lot. He kind of he kind of acts on the charm of being Jeff Golden. but I think it works in this movie because you know. Everybody else is very straight laced, and he's like a cool, laid back. Like he's a he's a he's a rock star math professor. I think the only one who's ever existed. But uh. <laughs> so,
0: so I don't understand uh, why they invited him to the park, though. Yeah, theory. That's-
3: Rob, I think it was probably because he's again, like they re- they referenced he's a very well known scientist. Right. So it's just like for celebrity, like a celebrity endorsement almost at this oh, point.
0: That makes sense. kind of how
3: into, I read
4: it.
2: Yeah, it goes into it more, but yeah, he's like. He's like into systems and he's like a very famous, like professor of mathematician or whatever, who's like, and he was like, well, we better get this guy in, you know, to talk <laughs> to us about this park. So,
3: Yeah. Yeah. And this is an example of just the right amount of Goldblum. I've said on this show a number of times, I think you can have too much gold, but just the right about? amount. Is he's in your beautiful. favorite Thor movie. As I referenced, we've talked <laughs> about this in other episodes. There is such a thing as too much Goldblum, and I this is know. just the right amount. Just uh, he is so wonderful in this. Yeah. this really kind of launched him as a as an actor as well. I mean, the most I knew of Goldblum, why well, not not at the time, of course, but was a uh, Death Wish. Brilliant term in, in in Death Wish as freak number yeah. one is one of the <laughs> gang members. But yeah, he's he. This kind of launched him to that that kind of next plane of stardom. Oh, I love like him. Yeah. Earth Girls Are Easy. That's
0: like my favorite movie.
1: Like okay.
3: more than this, he was in that. Oh, he was in that. Sure. Huh?
0: He was oh, one okay. of the main characters, you know. After they shave all the blue fuzzy fur off of
1: them, <laughs> never seen it. I have no interest. We
0: are going. We have that uh, <laughs> on oh,
1: TV. I'm not you're surprised. <laughs>
4: well,
1: it can't be worse than Garfield, kids? <sighs> Nothing can. And this is—I do like the part when Alan leaves the car and he's like, "See who could have predicted that Alan would just get out of the car and look who predicted you're going to get out of the car too." Now I'm talking to myself.
3: Right. It's, so <laughs> it's cool. almost right. like it's yeah. It's almost like they didn't give him a script. They just said, "Go, Goldblum. Be Goldblum," yeah, I, and he I didn't. I would
1: not be surprised
3: if they. Yeah, utilized. I really wouldn't.
1: Yeah. yeah, that all felt like it wasn't scripted. Like it was just him. Just yeah. they were just filming. and He just kept doing whatever he was doing. A Yeah. Yeah. Then you get to the sick Triceratops, which I think is also good. Like where it, you know, because you let you get close to a dinosaur and you have that small scene where yeah. Alan Grant, it has his body on or his face or his head on the Triceratops as he's breathing and just, you know, has the biggest smile on his face. Mm-hmm. I really like
3: Again, they're just just kids in a wonderland. They didn't know could ever possibly exist. Like. This this thing, this park that they're experiencing right now, is not supposed to exist. And the fact that it now does, they can actually see these animals in the flesh that they've only made guesses about from fragments of bone. And and they're they sell it so well. Like Sam Neill is as, as excited as Sam Neill can get, which is like <laughs> modern excited. Like just and Laura Dern is just over the moon. It's it's amazing, and, and it's great to have the adults so excited. So the adults in the room can be free to be as excited and giggly about dinosaurs as if they were 13 years old. <laughs> it's so, it's just, oh, and and the, that, that Triceratops, uh, It looks model, real. It looks real. It, it it's believable. It looks real.
1: Right. But you can believe still. they had a real Triceratops if Triceratops were still alive at yeah. this time. It's movie magic, baby. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. It's movie
3: <laughs> magic. Yes. <laughs> movie
2: magic.
0: Like, when she starts digging in the like, gloves up to her elbows, and she's like, nope, I got nothing. <laughs>
2: that was my when i was a kid i laughed at the line well one big pile of shit and also uh, you will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything (laughs) which i believe which is not i bet it was not scripted either
1: no it doesn't seem like a scripted line it seems like something he just just said right and you have the storm coming in wasn't if i remember correctly when they were filming this there was a real storm that was happening at this time right
2: okay they used the footage yeah they used the footage of the hurricane Oh, wow. Like yeah. of, a, of the of the waves washing on the beach or the pier or whatever. Yeah. I think it was I think it was the mo- the biggest hurricane ever hit Hawaii when they were
3: filming it. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: It and was, that's what starts all. I mean, that's what's happening in this movie, too. You have a hurricane that's coming. So that's why right. that's why everybody's leaving. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah it's kind of get airborne. off the island now. There's a right. Yeah. Get off. There's gonna be a major hurricane. Yeah.
1: And he's he does say I should have
2: built a park in Orlando, but Orlando's going to be hit by hurricanes, too. So I, I don't understand. <laughs> His, also, his I'm deal. assuming
1: in Orlando you couldn't make a park like this because they'd be like, "Um, we can't have uh things that are going to be able to get out and eat the tourists, sir." Uh, like,
2: that's for Jurassic World later on. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an island too, wasn't it? I guess it was, yeah. But they're trying to sell the dinosaurs and
1: whatever. Yeah, it was, I, yeah,
0: it was more of a theme park.
1: Yeah, but it was also a theme park that was running until I don't, I don't even remember what happened. I don't remember that movie at all.
0: The genetic... I remember that. ...that could disappear happened.
1: And this is when Dennis starts <laughs> yeah. his lockout thing. He's like, I'm going to go to the vending yeah. machine. Anybody anybody need anything? You need a crate." They're all just staring <laughs> at him like... I mean, uh,
0: so they get all fidgety and they're just like, what the uh, fuck is wrong with you? Go get your
2: candy. <laughs> it's great. And he starts, <laughs> his, he starts the timer and, yeah. It's a great scene. It's a great like five-minute scene of just him stealing the embryos and everything.
1: I really
4: I- like it. And yeah, it gives
1: it, you know, you know cause to what he's doing. Like, you know, him shutting yeah. off the fences. You see him trying to, you know, get to where he's got to go. And they're like, "Why is stuff just shutting off randomly?" Like, he's like, "Why? Right. It, why are the doors unlocking? What the hell? What? What the hell is the guy doing?"
3: And, and but he, but they all kind of just accept it as, "Oh, yeah." You know, Nedry said that some of the systems will go down from time to time while this compute right. cycles going. And I, lo- I'm one little love, lovely little note. Again, this movie has a lot of great grace notes in it, and this is one of them. When he starts a stopwatch, he kind of times it with his timer. He kind of clicks the yeah. mouse button along with his watch to make sure it's perfectly synchronized. So he knows yeah. he has 15 minutes of window for that thing. Like, everything goes crazy. Again, that's, that's a beautiful little note in this, in this kind of movie we're seeing here. Yeah, it's a it's a
2: character. It's a little character quirk, and it's... Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Even you know, when you watch the number of times you start to look for things you don't normally watch. so I was looking at his desk and his desk has like a picture of Robert Oppenheimer who invented the atomic bomb and stuff. <laughs> <It does>.
4: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> and it has like all little trinkets and stuff on, on there. And so it's like whoever was designing Nedry's desk was really got into the whole slobby computer guy aesthetic,
1: you know. Yeah, they do. I, yeah. I like though, I like it that you have candy bars. I like I was also paying attention to what you were doing. I thought candy bars on the ground right. before he pushes everything off and he's like the yeah like it's it's funny it's it's just really good stuff and it fit I feel like it fits what Nidri is like what he's going for in this like it fits that character well right. and a guy that you know is in debt you know it kind of fits that like you know he could have been gambling debt or something like that or divorce or something you know it kind of fits into that style makes you think yeah that's what I thought.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember what he was in the book. Just as a, I think in the book, he's supposed to be like a twenty something person. I mean, definitely does not come off as twenty something in this movie. But
1: no, I would say thirties, forties. He's definitely a kid.
2: He's definitely more of a kid in the book. And I forget what his <laughs> problem was, other than he was just maybe greedy for money. But but anyway, yeah, it's character backstory. You know, if you're doing a character, about it, even if you don't put it on screen, you can make up your own backstory to to it, and helps you get in the mood for the character. <laughs> yeah. But. Yes, so he steals. And he's going to steal the embryos and the, everything power, goes the car is shut down. Yeah, <laughs> the car is shut down right by the T Rex paddock.
1: Does he of shut off the T Rex fence or is that when they turn off the power? Okay, he I off think T-rex he's shut off the T Rex fence. Because I he's trying to get.
2: Yeah, he's, he's trying to get. From what I understand, he's trying to. Because the gates are electrified and everything. Like, he wants to get through them without. Like he wants to shut down all the systems that would enable him to get off the island as quickly as
0: possible.
3: Yeah. He doesn't so, know about
0: the Velociraptor.
3: <laughs> yes right
0: the, entirely stupid but you know leave well, not, the t-rex because you know that's
3: okay yeah he's just he's just making himself a path get to where he needs to <laughs> yeah. go he is again he doesn't want to like just destroy the entire island and kill all of his co-workers he just wants to get paid to right. go so right. it's very you've kind of there's a big there's a point to all this and somehow some way they decide to shut down the power things when they shut down everything that's when it, i think everything goes sideways because not everything comes back up. And that's, I think when all that's kind of like the inciting action for the balance of this, I
1: think, yeah, you no, know, he doesn't shut down the system till later. I have my notes when they shut down the system. I think they're just still screwing around trying to figure I mean, out I how th- to get into his computer.
3: I think it's
2: more, I think, you know, he shuts down, he shuts down what he needs, but I think it's kind of a—it's supposed to be an unintended consequence. You know, this park is maybe not designed right. the best. So, like, by shutting down these systems, all the other systems get shut down, including right. the fences. Yeah, and so it's like it's like a failure of the park's design that they all sure. are integrated into one. Yeah,
1: and that one. So yeah, the, controls it all. The fences are shut.
2: Well, yes, you have one IT guy. It's going to be a problem. So rules them all.
3: Should, <laughs> yeah, but, no checks and balances here. Yeah.
0: That was a good idea to miss that
3: one guy
1: up. Mm-hmm. one guy to rule them all <laughs> one desk and <laughs> no whatever and this is when you have another really really good scene the water vibrations when you just Iconic. see a cup of water they filled earlier just start Phew.
2: i love that i believe it was the fact of somebody doing guitar string or something like right next oh. to a gu- the movie magic is like somebody plucked guitar strings next to a cup of water and it does that but that's cool. oh in the movie
0: because so the
2: sound um, waves, yeah.
0: So one of you can tell me, what is the T-Rex, what are the sounds they use to make the T-Rex roar?
2: I feel like there's like an elephant in there or something. or I don't know offhand, but so I feel I like first, it's probably a mixture of sounds.
0: When I first watched this when my dog, she had been about three, she heard the T-Rex roar and she, ju- 75 pound dog, jumped into my lap. Yeah. I was like, "What is going on? Are you okay?" The t Rock stopped. She got down and she just looked at me like, "Mom, are we okay? What's going on?"
4: Yeah, she yeah, gets scared of it. i
0: was curious, like what might have triggered that or scared her. Like, what kind of animals was in there?
3: I'm not. I think there's a dog in again. there too. So yeah. So
0: I, I just yeah. and there was a dog in there.
3: Yes, yeah, so I just yeah. used the power to internet and it basically <laughs> there's a there's a Jack Russell Terrier and it's a baby Jack. elephant. So we go. A
0: Jack Russell, Michael, our pitbull was afraid of a Jack
3: Russell. She's staring at us right now as we're talking about her. <laughs> a a petite Jack Russell terrier named Buster. Our pitbull is
0: afraid <laughs> of an elephant and a Jack.
4: Russell.
1: Yes, and I, I, as a kid, I didn't find this part cool, but as an adult, I love it that the lawyer runs away. There's also a line earlier where Hammond's like, <laughs> calls him a blood sucking lawyer." Which as a guy who's dealt with lawyers, okay,
3: I'll buy it. And we skip past that because that, that is like the sobering part of this movie where they all go back for lunch. Oh, for yes. nice, after after watching you know a bunch of raptors devour an entire cow in the, the space of 10 <laughs> seconds, they all go to have their nice sea bass lunch like and, lunch, and just like... they all look at him like he's insane. <laughs> and this is the part where the movie is kind of coming down a bit. Let's now think about, you all had your fun. Audience, okay, listen. You listened to raptors destroy a cow. You saw a big brontosaurus. <laughs> so yeah, we've had a lot of fun so far. But now let's let's get down to brass tacks. Is this really a good idea? And the yeah. audience, of course, is thinking, "Yes, this has been a great <laughs> idea so far." And it's kind of like this sobering moment of, "Wait a minute, is this?" And that's when he has that little blood sucking lawyer line. It's an yeah. important scene. It seems like a throwaway when you when you like watch it. Like, I want to go back to the dinosaurs. But <laughs> it's very load bearing because this is kind of cementing a bit of a undertone of hey, is this a good idea?
2: Yeah, no. Mike, when you when you edit this episode, just insert this part into that part of the podcast.
3: I mean,
1: I could do that. I'm not going yeah. to, but I do have the <laughs> skills to do it. Too much work. I, I do. Not, I do really like that scene. Just
2: to say really quick, that was probably one of my top three scenes of the movie when they are when they don't eat the sea bass, and you know they're just talking about the morality of this park, and they most people are against it. Happens like oh. This is a great thing. Look at all the wonder and joy. And everyone's like, well, you know, this is tampering with nature. You know, these dinosaurs are not meant to exist in our timeline. You
1: know, this is
3: the life finds a way. And And another underrated line, another one where, you know, Dr. Ian Malcolm thought of this one in his shower, which you call progress. I call the rape of the natural world. And, <laughs> right. and he has such a smug look on his face. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. checkmate, asshole. Checkmate. So this is also when
1: you, and there, during that part when the lawyer's like, we're going to make so much money in him. It's like, it's not just for the super rich. He's like, we'll, we'll have coupon days too. <laughs> yeah.
4: Right. Very That's cute. a funny yeah.
1: line. Like, Come on now. It's, like it's in Costa Rica. You're on an island out off of Costa Rica. The only people that are going to be able to get there are going to have money.
0: Just to get there, it's going to cost you a five-year salary.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I do. It, it is a it is a really good part, a really good world building. Right. And, yeah. And again, lawyer being a lawyer, which I, as a kid, I didn't understand, but like also this and like Blade, I think are my early things of lawyers because in Blade, was like, I think Blade Two, he's like, you're a lawyer. He's like, no, he's like, you're you're not a vampire. He's like, I'm a lawyer, so I'm not human. No, you're human. He says I'm a vampire. So, or I don't know. I'm screwing this up, Bill. Yep. You help me.
3: Oh no, I'm sorry. I was busy watching Jeff Goldblum and Death Wish. I really, I totally <laughs> just. <screwed. laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. We can. Move it's a lawyer. My, it's a lawyer. My joke.
3: failed Lawyer's, joke. I, I'm Lawyer's sorry. I, told, no. I totally left you hanging, my my man. I'm no, sorry. I'm your guest. lawyer
1: runs away in this part, and I, I like how Jeff Goldblum's like, "Well, when you gotta go, you gotta go." And again, I feel like a line that wasn't in the script either. It might be. Yeah, it might. Yeah, be. I'd
3: be interested to see how much of this was improv by by Mr. Bloom, but, but also, yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah, that's great. What do you, I mean, uh, the other thing about the lawyer in this part, he's wearing shorts, but he's also still wearing the suit jacket. It's,
2: yeah, it's a very funny costume <laughs> design, yeah.
3: Again, the license to practice law <laughs> is stitched into the lining of the jacket. I, I explained this already.
1: <laughs> I actually know a lawyer I've had on the show a few times, unfortunately. <laughs> I want to ask him now. <laughs> you don't know him, but he's been on the show in a while. <laughs> I'm sure they've heard all the
2: jokes before.
1: Oh, know. I know, I like, he's, he's oh, a good Oh, but it's, like, just everything leading up to that, like, you have, you know, Timmy getting the... is it, yes, yeah. Timmy, right? Tim getting the night vision goggles. Like, are, and the lawyer's like, are they heavy? Yeah. They must it's be expensive.
4: Like, putting back. like,
1: you know, it just doesn't even care. Just money. And then, like, all the lead-up, though. Like, we were saying, like, the water. You know, the yeah. goat arm being thrown over the, you know, or whatever, the goat leg, or whatever the hell it is, be, you know, being thrown over the fence. That was a thigh. <laughs> the fence being ripped apart because of, you know... T Rex realizes that. Oh, hey, electricity's off. Hmm, I can leave. You know, it's just <laughs> such a good build up. This, I mean, cause this is when the movie everything starts going to shit. Is it right at this part of the movie? Right. Yeah. It's a. And it's God, a very.
2: That, it's a very scary scene. I. I mean, I goodness. think you know, looking back on it today, if you've seen this if you've seen it thirty times, you might not be scared. But I think looking at it from the eyes of somebody in nineteen ninety three, I feel like it'd be very terrifying, especially if you're a kid, because this type was. of Thing realistically hadn't been shown. If I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When just the dinosaur just comes
3: no. out. Yeah. Just the mechanics of the pacing of this, again, I'll keep saying it, is just so masterfully done. The reveal, the dread, the, the fear, the tension, it's just all just sitting there. So even if you're not a kid and you're just watching it as a film goer, you have to just marvel at how beautifully this is just paced out and carefully orchestrated to generate maximum terror. When Godzilla, I mean T Rex, comes <laughs> out of the paddock and just starts sniffing around, just doing as dinosaurs do, though it's it's interesting because in this in this movie, I I always think about it when I see this. It, is this movie turning dinosaurs into monsters, or is it treating them as animals just acting naturally? And I kind of waffle on this. And this last viewing, which I'll be honest, was a skim view because I've seen this 40 times. I did not need to see this 41. <laughs> I didn't have time. I, I did. Oh, well, listen, I will see it again, but I, 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 not to get into personal things. I have a sinus infection I'm not feeling great. It was like, a late night. I'm like, I don't need to like, I, I can skim this from Mr. Mike Galbertson. I've seen this 40 times and I, I thought I'm like, I, I, I skew slightly to the animal side because I like this movie a lot, but I can definitely understand the argument where people would say, yeah, it just turns dinosaurs into monsters. However, we don't know what dinosaurs really like, so maybe they were monsters. Maybe they were exactly this. I think this is a good example of kind of this introduction to T Rex as yes, this antagonistic animal. You know, like th- that's what this is. He's the villain, and then the hero at the end, of course. But does he has the best arc in this movie, by the way? T Rex, <laughs> the best arc from villain to hero. It's fantastic. So I don't know. What do you? What's your take on it, Pete? Because do you see this the T-Rex as movie monster or animal in an unnatural habitat, just acting as it would?
2: When, I'm, when, I'm, when I was young, I would see them as monsters. And I think, you, you know, know, the intention of Spielberg is to give you a thrilling thing. Like, you have to defeat the monster. So I think, in one sense, it was intended to be a monster. However, getting older and you realize how animals act, like, they're, they're just hungry all the time. And they're trying to fight for survival because they're not like humans. They can't just get food from a supermarket. <laughs> um I think Depending it's easier ear, we can't either. It. Right. I think it's easier to see them as animals. Yeah. You know, sure. and they kind of do that with the Brachiosaurus later when they think of he's a veggiesaurus you know, he's, you know, think of it as a or what what does Tim say? You know, they they're they're not meat eaters. You know, some animals are, you know, herbivores and some are omnivores, carnivores, whatever. I think it's the only movie of the series that kind of tries to do it that way. It kind of shows them as animals. And I think it does that a little bit.
3: Oh, you're right. Because in the new movies, right. they're just monsters. They're just monsters. That's that's all they are. Just bloodthirsty monsters. Unless Chris Pratt, yeah, I don't know, does the training <laughs> like, thing with a bunch of raptors. To which my sister, who actually knows how to do yeah. those things, like seals, lost when that the new the first one of the new ones, Jurassic Park World or whatever it was, yeah. Jurassic World. When that came out, my sister was very upset at the <laughs> raptor training thing when he's like teaching him how to like duck down. I think she took the Facebook and my my brother in law who listens to this show religiously he will he will correct me on this if I'm wrong but she went on Facebook and was like this is not how this works that's not how you train <laughs> an animal not right. she she went on a whole diatribe because that's kind of her job uh, <laughs> about cool, this. Though. Yeah, she put like together this meme of her, like this zookeeper meme of her doing that with a couple like cougars or something <laughs> I put on like, Instagram of her doing the Chris Pratt. <laughs> it was very, very funny. <laughs> anyway.
1: I do right. take them as, to answer your question, I do take them as animals too. Like, I think as a kid, I would have been the same boat monsters, but I, I see them as animals because that's all animals are. I mean, especially predators. I mean, they're in a unique environment. You know, they don't really know. And here's prey. They're going to eat. Yeah. That yeah. so yeah. makes sense. You know, especially with things that shouldn't be around at this time.
3: And again, this is not this is an action movie, you know, a thrilling action movie, you know, built off of a Michael Crichton novel. The first thing the dinosaur can't do is sniff around the cars and then take a giant dump and take a nap. No, the dinosaur needs <laughs> right. to eat a thing because we have a movie here. Let's get going. <laughs> Let's do the fun stuff now. We want to
2: see the lawyer get – we want to see people get eaten. Preferably the lawyer. Perfect. And the fat, and the fat guy. This is what we want. Perfect. Yeah, pretty much. Perfect. Or he deserved better. He did. He did deserve better. Unfortunately, that's the way the movie going public is.
1: Well, he also <laughs> he asked for it though in that part at least. <laughs> so, I'm gonna run you over when I come back down. No, no, you're not. Oh, it's
0: stupid, get the stick. Get the
1: stick. I, I love that. <laughs> it looks at the stick like, "What am I supposed to do with that? I can't eat that, but I can eat you." God, I love Dilophosaurus, Saurus. They're so cool
2: looking in this. I did not, not say accurate. It, right? they're, 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 they did not have that, or they didn't have the spitting ability at least. Oh, that's, that's a if fake thing
1: oh, that they made now. up. So <sighs> you ruined it
2: 30 years. This movie's terrible in the box. I know you thought you there the really control. was a spitting dinosaur,
4: right
1: but I do want to talk about when they're attacking the, when T-Rex is attacking the car, like you see them, it's being squished into the mud and they're almost suffocating. And like, all that is just so damn like tense. And uh, I, I it didn't, maybe it didn't click before when I watched the movie this time, like Alan Grant does the right thing. He gets out, he takes the flare. He just, you know, he distracts the dinosaur. He throws the flare. That would have been the end of it. The dinosaur would have ran off and then they would have been able to get the kids and you know get away. But because Ian does think he's do, trying to be the hero too, does the same thing and runs off, he leaves it he leaves a T Rex to the lawyer that then eats the lawyer and almost kills Ian. Which so I which thought does that make,
3: was yeah, which makes sense for the character because Ian does say that he has kids. So that's a paternal instinct because he says get the yeah. kids. So he's yeah. thinking as like a dad, okay. Yeah. Alan, you get the kids. I'm going to get this dinosaur off our back. And if I get smushed, I get smushed. But right. save the kids. He doesn't know anything about dinosaurs. He knows chaos theory. He knows dripping, right. wa- dripping water on the palms of, <laughs> of, of scientists he's attracted to. He doesn't know anything about dinosaurs. So it, it's it's very in character. Because I remember when I saw this as younger, like, well, what are you doing, Jeff Goldblum? Why why are you doing this? Why are you ruining everything? And then like watch it recently. It's like, oh, he's just protecting the kids. That's right. what he would do. And it's a very yeah. good character beat. Very noble. Exactly. Yeah, it does make a lot more sense if you think about it as you know,
1: as you know, now that you know that he yeah, that he's a father, so that's why he's you know doing that. But I also never put it together that like if he just wouldn't have done that, this whole scene wouldn't have happened. Well, yeah,
2: that's it's called ger- dramatic
1: tension. You gotta <laughs> no, you have confidence.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know. It works
2: well though, for that. It does work well.
1: Oh, and then seeing the lair get eaten, God, that's so great. I know kid Mike was terrified, but adult Mike finds it hilarious. So I actually it, missed it this yeah. playthrough. I must have watched through. I was playing on my phone or something and I didn't see it. <laughs> see? Oh,
0: <laughs> well, that's what you get. You missed it Sub? All.
1: Maybe I did. Maybe see yeah, Subconsciously it was like, yep. nope, ten year old was I ten at the time, I wonder. Huh. And was I was older pro- than I should be. Probably around been. that age. Probably around that age. I know I wasn't a child. Or I wasn't that like I wasn't like, you know, the age when the movie came out. Like it wasn't early. It wasn't it had been out on VHS for a little bit at the time that Peter was trying to get me to watch it, and I was like, No. So <laughs> I don't. I was terrified of movies for a long time.
0: We've started as.
1: Mm-hmm. I went and saw The Phantom, which is not a scary movie. And I got scared by that movie in theaters. And I didn't go see another scary movie for years and years and years.
3: <laughs> a movie with a guy in a big purple suit. Yeah. The purple suit one. The mm-hmm. Billy yeah. Zane. Yep. Not a scary superhero. movie at all. With
0: Billy Zane? Yeah. With Billy Zane
3: in a purple suit. Yeah.
1: In
2: the- he does have that. There's a, there's a scene where the villain has that microscope with like spikes. In That's
1: the, the, the part. We went and saw the movie with a friend of ours who was an, who was older, who would have been a teenager at the time. And I was like, right. you know, let me know when there's a part when I shouldn't look. And he kept doing that to mess with me throughout the entire movie. And that, that made, and insane. I, and that's the reason I think I was scarred for a very long time. <laughs> so I'm I'm not joking. Actually, <laughs> now I'm like, eh, whatever. But yeah, that that's what led to my fear of movies for a while before I really like, yeah, they're not real. You don't need to be scared, Mike. So
0: yeah. how would I marry
4: you?
1: Okay. Yeah, the guy that d- doesn't like horror movies, and yeah, I got nothing. Hey. I made you laugh. That's what I got. Sure. So this is then you have the, the car gets pushed over, pushed over. And this is all such a, all this stuff is such a good scene with that. Like with them, you know, it falls down the tree and then you have them trying to, you know, get Tim out of the tree and everything like that is so damn good. Yeah. It's such a good accent scene. And then it's Tim just... doesn't like trees.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I like trees. Well, you weren't stuck in the last
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> and all this good. is good care. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say,
2: they're good, good lines. It keeps up the humor throughout, which is good after a terrifying scene. It's good yeah, to have something
3: I, funny. I peed. I peed. I think we said I went to the bathroom. I peed someplace. I peed everywhere, I think you said. And, right. and Grant's like, okay. Because he's yes. clearly never been around the child pee. You know? Right. That, again, Ian would have been like, no big deal. Sure, I've been covered in it. It's fine. Come on, kid. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the, and it's all great, like, you know, building characters through action. He's building a connection with these kids and He's still annoyed by them because they're children, but they're now in a survival situation. So he's like some paternal instincts are kicking in, even though he's not a parent. Like, it's all really good kind of character building feeling for the kids. Kids in movies can be very annoying. I never find Lex and Tim annoying in this. I really don't because they no. all seem very capable and they're not just you know appendages for Alan to kind of drag around with them. And, and they feel a little more adult than I think – more grown up than their age, which helps too. Yeah. So it's really great. That's it's awesome. Yeah. And they get a lot of growth too in this movie. They get a lot of a lot of
1: stuff to really show how they change and what affects them. And they go through so much fucking trauma in this, in this, in this film though. God. Like, you know, that part almost getting killed, getting pushed down.
4: Everything happens
0: to Tim.
1: Yeah. Tim gets electrified. Tim will be eating my raptors.
0: Tim in piece of toast.
1: <laughs> yeah, they love that though. That's a good part. But, no, I mean, it's just they just it's such a good pacing. And they're like them mm-hmm. getting chased by the car. Then when the car falls, lying like, at least we're not in the tree anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're back in the car. <laughs> we're back in the car.
1: <laughs> oh, so
3: great comedy. And
1: then when they finally, when the other people, and then I think during the same time, you have the whole scene with Dennis where he crashes and destroys the sign that tells him where to go. Like I love how the arrow just.
4: Yeah.
0: I
3: don't yeah. think they spared no expense with the signs either. So no,
0: not on that part.
3: <laughs> with the comic like squeak 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 of the sign yeah. arrow going in a circle, it's very good. <laughs> I
0: like how he's yeah. like continuously wiping off his glasses because they're fogging
2: up. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's. Is doing great character work in that scene. And, of course, he falls down the waterfall when they get to the when his Jeep crashes and it makes like a makes kind of whoop. a comical sound like whoop <laughs> sound. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's setting up like, you know, it's the economy, you know, it's it's very funny up to a point. And then you're like, oh, this guy just got eaten by the later on. Oh
1: but they do a good job of making you, th- you know, see him as a villain for this little part where, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's telling him he's gonna run him over, and
0: no, I was rooting for him the whole time. I'm like, he's gonna find it, he's gonna get those those samples, and then he's gonna be okay. Oh no, there's <laughs> nicer. <or> he's
1: dead. <laughs> I think it's funny how the samples don't matter because they, I mean, in you know, all honesty, the samples, you know, in this part they fall, you're covered in mud, and they're only spoken of in the in the Jurassic Park, the video game made by Telltale for 360, is the only time that storyline is ever examined on, and all the stuff with Jurassic Park that I at least that I'm aware of.
2: In in Jurassic World Dominion, they make reference to the Barbasol can very very briefly, but they do mention that. But I, it. But oh, it doesn't okay. really matter. It doesn't really matter to the plot, you
3: know. Yeah, because those embryos are going to be gone in thirty six hours anyway, because that's right. the amount of coolant was in there, they're useless in you know a day and a half anyway. So yeah,
2: yeah. it's it's fan service
3: in the new movie. It's like ah, remember this thing well, you like? Well, you the them. new movies are nothing but fan service, right? right? I mean, exactly. I only saw the first Jurassic World and decided rather emphatically I do not need to see anything else with that franchise tag on it so <laughs>
0: the second one so
3: <laughs> you, you made the correct decision
4: anyway. Yeah, I decided, <laughs> yeah, we, I, saw,
3: we saw the second one and we we were broken after that yeah no i decided to just cut bait at, at that movie not 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 great i i liked it up until it was terrible and then it was terrible for the rest of the movie <laughs> so
0: it was
3: <laughs> i like that
0: i mean jurassic park makes all sorts of bad decisions don't you learn from that no nope, we're gonna make even worse decisions and just Go with it. Go with the flow. See what
3: happens. We we're going to get it right this time.
0: This time. But we made even worse decisions.
1: <laughs> but hey, at least in, in in Jurassic World, you can run from a dinosaur with high heels. Where in this movie, you have, uh, you, I, have I
0: you have I, have, res- I have respect. I you, can have a, feel,
1: so. <laughs> you have a part that I had stuck with me forever when it comes to how I look at cars and mirrors. And I will always every time I look at that mirror and I read that text. <laughs> objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. This movie comes to mind every right. single time. In my yeah. life,
0: a very close
1: <laughs> yeah. like you have them. They find Ian. Ian's you know not dead, but he put a tourniquet on his leg. They bring him in the van or the jeep, and then the whole part with them running from the T Rex is such yeah. a good scene. I've used the phrase "must go faster" in real life.
3: Oh, <laughs> of course. Who has it? It's, <laughs> right. Who has it? Yes. Part of our natural lexicon at this point. It, it's exactly. just. It's right there. <laughs> Let's go faster. <laughs> Must go faster.
0: Must go faster.
3: Yeah. Get how terrified uh, Ian is! He leans back and he's he's, yeah. he's pushing on this on the gear shift and he can't <laughs> shift out a second and it's slowing down. Again, <laughs> yeah. all these races he goes against
0: backwards. He's gonna go somewhere faster. I don't
3: know. <laughs> oh, but that's a natural instinct when you have a giant Godzilla-sized monster coming at you with his gnashing teeth. You know, eight-inch banana-sized teeth coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you gonna shrink you back.
0: Logically, in situations like that, isn't he? Like,
1: Logic goes out the window when there's something trying to
0: use you. Know, yeah,
3: he's just going
1: off
2: human nature at that point.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just again all natural reactions causing more and more problems to happen. It's very, very good stuff. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Faster,
0: it must
3: go faster. faster. <laughs> I love that
1: scene so much. And then what? I forget what makes she. Fi- they finally just get away from her, right? They just get the she she yeah. fast enough, or they do go faster. Okay.
3: and they get away <laughs> Yeah, and also uh t-rexes can't sprint for very long that's kind of a known thing in dinosaurdom so yeah so eventually if they, they would just have to outpace t-rex yeah. and eventually it would slow down which is kind of what happens here yeah
2: yeah but i think i forget what they how do when they clock it they clock the t-rex at 40 miles an hour something like that yeah so all they have to yeah. do is go faster than that
3: which is not hard and, when and, you're in a car yeah i'd yeah. wait for the and wait for the dinosaur to basically tire out yeah
1: doesn't take too long, and then you have a you have a scene where they're sleeping in the tree, and you have what I put in my notes: a sad Hammond eating ice cream.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> a great scene too. I love that. Scene. It is. And when I'm a kid, I'm like Get the back to the dinosaurs. But as an adult, I'm like this guy's realizing what wow, a failure he is.
0: Yeah, but he and looks like he's eating like a big bucket of ice cream from Walmart. Like that he's sounds great.
2: It's <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they probably packaged They probably bought it wholesale, and then they repackaged yeah. it as <laughs> like. Primo Jurassic Park brand upcharge like forty percent
1: in Jurassic that. Park containers. Put
0: little right, dinosaur exactly. sprinkles or footprints in it or something.
1: Little 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 candy <laughs> eggs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You don't get go to be rich for your dice, right?
2: Yeah, part of being rich is you got to do you got to do some huckster stuff. So you got to upcharge. <laughs>
1: yes, it is. That's is a very true thing.
3: I mean, yes. I'm sure they have a food services that comes and supplies your ingredients. And right. I don't, I don't think we have to get insane. I'm sure well, that, that one. There's a hurricane <laughs> coming.
1: Everybody's got to go. Everybody's got to go. Gotta go.
3: Sure, they have a. They clearly have a freezer. Tim falls down in the freezer later in the movie. But I do. Are we at the point where. Are we at the point here where they go up in the tree and they have that moment yeah. with the sunset and the bronze? Have we seen. Have we gotten past that yet? Or that, we, no, we're at that's right the same. We're
2: right that's there. the same scene with the. Yeah. The
3: same moment here? Yeah. Yeah, same. I, that's the, really the only part of this movie, including the Raptors, towards the end, where you really can see the animatronics of the dinosaur. But even then, you still are pretty dazzled by it. This yeah. is probably in a movie full of amazing effects and CGI and practical effects. This is probably the weakest, but again, you're still top tier. You're still top tier. It's you know, oh, it's great a, uh, you know, it's a it's a prince among kings. You know what I mean? It's it's still pretty it's, it's still royalty, all right? But <laughs> It's a great little moment. And I I it's the moment they fall asleep on Grant's chest and he falls asleep. It's it's very, very and the movie knows how to take breaths, yeah. unlike me when I'm on this podcast. I never <laughs> take a breath. I just yammer incessantly. Right. I it's it's this movie takes breaths at just the right point. You know, Spielberg knows we just ran from a T-Rex, ate a goat, killed a lawyer. Okay, let's all <laughs> take a breath. Kids can get out from underneath the theater seats and Everyone can just take a breath, and we're gonna have these moments of contemplation, right? Yeah, Hammond contemplating with his bucket of ice cream. We have, yeah, <laughs> Grant. Uh, I think, and and Sadler and and the uh, Australian guy are headed back to Australia, New Zealand. I'm not sure where he's from. In yeah, the book, uh, he's like from Kenya or like South okay. Africa, Kenya. Area. Okay, so, okay, yeah. there. So we're all taking a breath here,
1: and uh, it's
3: a really very
1: well earned rest. And just everything with that, like the sneezing, it's just such a it's such also such a cute scene, too. And again, you know, because you get a, you get a little bit of nothing really happening for a little bit where you get, you get to calm down, like you're saying. Yeah, it's setting
2: up for the climax of the movie. Yeah. When oh, it gets what? even more terrifying.
1: This is and it's also in this part when they're traversing through the park and they find the eggs. Right. Which I really like that where he's like, where, you know, he he knows Ian is right. He's like, life did find a way.
2: Yeah. He learns, he explains to the audience that frogs can change their sex. You know, some frogs can change their sex at will, and that's why the dinosaurs could reproduce because of that.
3: This is one of they would yeah. know that. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the dumber bits of pseudoscience in this movie. Right. It's a little dumb, and again, painting we're painting broad strokes with this. It's fine. Right. It works perfectly fine for service of the film. But this is one of the dumber ones where it's <laughs> like, oh, we just happen to use the DNA strand of the, of the sex-changing frog, like you right. said like you
0: don't if, control what kind of frog dna you use right yeah you're gonna stay away from, and it's like a
1: spared expense who they hired to do it this kind of
0: sounded <laughs> like that was like a more rare species it so is. you're gonna do an african whatever frog <laughs> that can change it
3: it's it's a beat that proves a point and and yeah. kind of it kind of bookends the theme and that's fun. again i'm not My this fun. is not a knock it's just from other things one of those are silly like okay right, okay It's a lot worse in the book where he finds
1: raptor eggs and the raptors have a nest and they burn them all. It's a good. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, it's a
2: different. uh, It's a more action scene that they cut out as well. But yeah.
1: And Alan Grant in the book wears a Hawaiian shirt all the time for some reason. And I'm really glad they didn't go that route in this movie. (laughs) Well, they,
2: you know, they they had to change some
3: things. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. have we? And have we gotten to the point, Oh, we did get to the point where to shut down the system? Okay, we're, we're, there we're right at now. this point. Hold on to your on butt.
1: The I love great, this part where, he, where Samuel Jackson is in the control room and they realize they have to restart the power. Yeah. Yeah. And I said that when I worked at Burger King, and I remember one night when I was shutting down, I had, he had hit the breakers to shut off the power, and I'm like, hold on yeah. to your butts! And I went and hit yeah. the button and someone just looked at me like, what the fuck? And I'm mm-hmm. like, <sighs> Come on, people.
2: I, li- I love this scene, too. It's a it's a, you know, it's, uh, in addition to the iconic lines, like it's like lit very well. It's like lit in blue light and it's just very mm-hmm. dramatic looking. And I feel like a modern movie would not have that color palette. I just think there's something about Spielberg's filmmaking here that makes it stand out. Makes it—it's just they're just like resetting the breakers, like you said. But it's pretty dramatic. Yeah, the lighting the in just, this
3: movie is. Yeah, the lighting in this movie is exquisite. I mean, everything right. that's you know bathed in in darkness and the power is out. You still have all yeah. these great light sources coming in at very dramatic yeah. angles, and like it's a perfect example of this kind of blue light, very dramatic. And yeah, it's just again, it's a film. It's to say Steven Spielberg did a good job of directing a movie. <laughs> Come on now, of course he <laughs> did, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> well, but to to your point, it serves this movie very well in that again. We have these great dramatic tones, and they take the time to really make sure that works in a movie that could just be a monster fest with dinosaurs. They're still taking the time to really craft these scenes properly and build that tension. Yeah. all he's really doing is is turning on a computer. To be honest, right? There's, there's no tension in that. Hold on to your butts. We really don't have to, Samuel Jackson. We're we're fine. You just turn the button on. What's the worst that can happen? Explode. <laughs> well, I mean, in this case, you think about—I mean—disconnecting power to
1: to cages that have that have hold or holding things that could come out and kill you so
2: yeah it's dramatic like it's dramatic what it could do but you know what he's essentially doing like i said it's just flipping yeah. a switch to turn on the computers but they make it dramatic which is could be a prosaic thing It becomes very dramatic and we all remember the scene because of the way it's
1: done and there's more to come with this scene too right well i mean the whole like the whole idea that he's like oh we'll just go to the i'll just go to the other side of the compound and go to the room and reset the boxes and boom, you know, no problem. Right. You're and running, but you don't think about the fact that you just cut power to raptor cages.
3: Yeah. Raptor is a uh, smart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nice. And
1: then you, you have in between this, you also have the, the stampede that happens. And that's another right. good scene where you get to see, you know, them almost get run over the Alan Grant and the kids almost get run over by the dinosaurs. Yeah. And then the T-Rex shows up and. Migrating eating them. I eating
0: this way. It's
1: so good.
0: They're migrating just like birds. Oh, they're migrating. <laughs>
1: And he's like, we right. gotta go. But he has the right amount of way. fear. Because again, he yeah. almost got killed by a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. Or he's not in all like Alan Grantson, all like look at them. And he's like, uh, they're they're gonna kill us. <laughs> uh, right.
0: Purposely trying to kill them.
1: <laughs> no, but okay. if something that weighs more than you and it's like the size of a car it's, running towards you is not, not going
3: to it's going to ignore you. Yeah, so. there's a, a trampling's about to happen if they don't amp scray. So they, they right. do the right thing, they don't stick around.
0: I think he real also realized that the way they turned direction, that they were running from something. Yeah, and so he was like, "Okay, so we better start running from whatever they are running from."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, and this is the part where you have then. Well, I was also wondering why didn't M- Muldoon go with Arnold in the first place? And they just let him go by himself.
3: They probably you know. just figured it was a road thing, and they may not have known that the raptor pen- fences were out. But I guess if they shut down the system, now everything's out around the park. Yeah. The natural inclination would be, oh, well, the Raptors are out. But he probably figured, I'm just gonna run across the compound. Three minutes. I'll give me five yeah. minutes. I'll have these up and running. I'll be right back. Don't don't wait up for me, you know. And I, oh, uh,
1: I, I do love it when because they, don't, they, don't, they, they, don't, they, they never don't. also say how long it takes him before he shows. You just have the part where Ellie's like, okay, I'm gonna go with Muldoon, and Ham is like, well, I, you shouldn't because I'm a and you're a. God, I love that. She's like, we can debate sexism when we get back. Yeah, right. <laughs> well,
2: then they don't notice until until uh, Dr. Sadler and Muldoon see the fences. They don't realize anything's broken out until they see like the hole in the fence. Right, so then they're far. like, oh sh- shit.
1: Well, I guess that they yeah. would have, you know, you could probably hear electricity coursing through the, you know, coursing through the wires, and all of a sudden you don't hear it anymore.
2: And they were, and like they said, they were testing the fences, so like looking for weaknesses. Like they would shock themselves and then go away and then shock themselves again at another part of it. So they. They knew enough to know that when the electricity was down or whatever. And
3: yeah. they knew enough to know that was a barrier and just right. constantly check it. And I think Muldoon at that moment, when he realized that raptors are out, he knows he's doomed. He knows he's just rude he's like we're done we're screwed there's no there's no way right we're gonna press on anyway because i'm a an adventurer from kenya so here's gonna
2: use he's gonna use the very i always love that gun when i was always unfolding the stock of the gun yes (laughs) rad i I didn't know what it was for i was just like that's a gun unlike anything I've seen. I guess it's just a stock to, you know, brace yourself when you shoot it,
3: but still. Yeah,
1: cuz it's a powerful shotgun, I'm assuming.
3: Yeah. The click 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 of that stock locking into place is embedded yeah. in my brain. It is so cool. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Yeah. And
3: then of
2: course, I don't know if we're jumping ahead, but you know, it's clever fine. It's girl. It's all around the
1: same part.
3: Clever
2: girl. Everyone's He knew he was bested, but he had to give one. He had to get the animal credit at the very end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so good because he he falls for the trap. He's aiming at it. And all of a sudden he realizes it was a trap and it's right next to him.
3: Yeah. Hey, if I meet my end in a thrilling manner, I hope I have presence of mind to (laughs) do one more snappy line. Just one more, Bill. Just just (laughs) get one more out of you before I get, you know, attacked by ninjas or something like (laughs) that'd be fantastic. Just want to have the presence of mind to do that it's
2: one one your final words are the best words you could think of yes the most badass
3: it. words i don't right. want my final words to be oh i don't want that to be my legacy t-
0: <laughs> we'll change it for history we'll think of
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go down in the in the podcaster's history of gamer forty his his demise when he died. He said, "Clever girl," as he got ran over by a car. That's <laughs> fantastic. Song. Yeah,
3: okay. I, I, I'll think of the catchphrase first. I'll work out in the, I'll work on that in the shower, like all these other all right.
1: ca- <laughs> practice in front of the mirror, and then that way you're prepared. when that moment comes. Yep, has gotta get the camera on you. Me,
0: will just be like, "Bitch."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like, I I love how they also like have the you know you have Ellie gets inside the place. She's turning. She gets to where the breakers are. She's trying to turn on the fence the same time you have them climbing over the fence. And as they started, it's when it turns on when right. they're like midway up there. And then Timmy just freezes, which also makes sense because he just had so much trauma happen to him. So it completely makes sense that he's, you know, not okay and freezes up and he's a child.
3: Yeah, but this is perfect. This is, this is all behavior that would naturally happen. Yeah. You know, it, you know, dad figure trying to coax him down. Kid just scared to go down. All right, I'm going to jump. No, no, don't jump. And, and you think as a moviegoer, there's no way. No way they're gonna zap the kid. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna zap the kid, are they? Zap, boom. Super subversion of expectations. That doesn't happen in movies. Like you don't electrocute you don't electrocute children in a PG thirteen movie. Right. No. And so the fact they actually go there is is really cool. That you know, he almost dies. Like they have to do Alan Grant has to do CPR to bring him back to life, you know, like literally yeah. doing the nose blow and the heart compressions. And his ears are all bloody, too, from after yeah, this part. Yeah, all frazzled. He almost died. he almost he's got a limp. He has a limp, too, right? Like, he's kind of limping
1: for the rest of the... Yeah. They all get injured around this part, I They're think. all
0: kind of limping, I realize. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> Ellie gets hurt after all her ordeal in the place. Muldoon is murdered. <laughs> Ian's been injured. Like, most of them are all... In- yeah, they all start limping pretty quickly You're around here.
0: Muldoon and in the injured party?
1: Yes. Okay. Oh, no, Muldoon's dead. Sorry, I said it wrong. Ian Malcolm, he's the one that injured, like, I'm... <laughs> And this is when you have another scene that I love where after she gets done turning the power on, the raptor head just pops out of the wires and scares the hell uh, out of her. Really good. Scary mm-hmm. And then she locks him in. She's like, well, they won't get out unless they can open doors. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. later when opening the door. Click. <laughs> yeah, You're if I devil. can. Oh, and actually, that was a uh, there's some on my collector's edition DVD. There is a uh, some behind the scenes as they were kind of like working through a lot of the beats of this movie. And one of them was explaining Spielberg brought up the idea that the, di- the raptors must be able to click with their middle toe because that's going to add tension. <laughs> and oh. that's how that's how the raptors are intended to communicate. That's what that's for. They communicate through the tapping of that middle toe. And also so he expressed explicitly said, I want this toe to tap in this. scene." Yeah. That's how much no, attention is given to this movie. Yeah, really. That adds really. The attention and the fear. It's
0: like,
3: oh, you know,
1: after she locks him in, she runs backward. And then the arm goes like, oh, Mr. Arnold, you're okay. <laughs> and then it's just his arm. Right. I love that.
4: Rubber arm, no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> he could still be alive, but... And they don't go not, looking not for normal. him after they find but he's an arm. Not, no, he,
2: he's not right. alive.
1: They just had think, they had a snack. They left the arm for later. Right, it. yeah. But that also might have raised it from a PG-13 to an R. That might be why they just find an arm. <laughs> I'm, I bet you yeah. that's why they find an arm, not a head. It's not a, like, you know,
2: oh, Mr. Arnold, put- ah! It's a funny bit that turns into a horrifying bit on a dime, which it tends to happen.
1: Cause <laughs> she moves and then she realizes she moved in a circle. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't pick up on that to this, to this watching where like she backs up and then she turns and realizes the arm's still on her. Then she looks at the arm.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Like, wait a second. How How'd you move like that? <laughs> well, when it's detached, she moves easier. And then you have her running, making it to the visitor center. You have uh, the other group had made it there where, the two kids are eating, and that's such a—you know, just see them eating all like all this fancy food, and they're just like just filling up their mouths, which just makes sense. I don't know
0: how long that food's been there, like
1: a while, I, a day.
0: I, I'm sure it's they don't jello. care, but they'll, they'll throw up later. It's okay. <laughs>
2: it seems to be like cake and jello, which you can leave that out for a bit. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean that's and, what I, I mean.
3: Good, and your ch- and your children. They're right. basically goats. They'll eat it. They'll eat, <laughs> sugar. They'll eat it. Come on. Hey, they don't care cups. about it.
0: Yeah, but the jello should have been melted, no? Jello doesn't melt. Uh, yes, it does. It does? yes, it does. Yes, it does. How do you think it starts out? I don't
1: make jello. Okay. I don't eat Jell-O. I know
0: this. Never mind. I'll
1: I know why you know this. I don't want to know. We'll leave it there.
0: <laughs> no, because my people who are thick in liquids can't have it because it melts and then it's a thin
1: liquid. Oh, okay. That's better than I thought you were going to okay. go over. There you go. So we'll go with that. All right I guess Joe was that movie had <laughs> air conditioning on. How about that?
4: Okay. Huh? We'll
1: go with that. Okay. What's up? There's no power. So that wouldn't work. I got nothing, but it's a good little scene of watching them eat the food. Uh, you have Ellie and Alan Grant being reunited. And for some reason, she jumps in his arm like, and like, I think kisses him or hugs him. I'm like, uh, oh, well, you're being chased. <laughs> Now's not the time to kiss. Like maybe we should get into safety, then kiss. Not like, Oh, it's so great to see you.
4: I gotta go. <laughs> Let's run. And
1: then, this is I think one of the best scenes, like when you have them eating and the girls looking behind him all of a sudden, she just kind of freezes because she sees the raptor head in the you know silhouette of it while he's what, I think Timmy's just stuffing his face or he's talking or something. That's just another more tension.
3: And the fact that the Jell O is shaking on her spoon, which because mm-hmm. she's she's terrified, she's terrified. and right. she's just shaking in terror. Is that's why the jell is still awake? Because we need that to show her terror. It's so good. <laughs> Right, it would be because you're probably right, Tiff. It would be liquefied and you know <laughs> back to its natural I just state think of non jello.
0: Like that, okay? That's just how. I no, it's
3: fine. I know. Listen, please talking to me.
0: <laughs> but it's so when I, I first saw the Jello shake, I thought they were like doing a uh, T Rex. I watched the movie a million times. I knew it wasn't the T Rex, but it reminded me of the water, you know, because yeah, yeah. it was subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her arms started to shake. I was like, Oh yeah, that's it's, it's called the terrified. Raptors.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think the raptors are more terrifying than the T-Rex, so.
0: Oh, they're more agile and fast. You cannot run a T-Rex.
1: And <laughs> high heels, apparently. So to make that joke again. Yeah. And but this is also one of the best scenes of the movie. Is you have the kids run in the kitchen, you have the raptors follow them in the kitchen. Oh, it's just so well done. Everything with all the tension of them hiding, them sneaking around. The tap 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 of the raptor communicating. Yeah. I love it all. It's so good.
0: When they run into the reflection,
1: I love that <laughs> where she fakes it. She's like, ah, 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 just trying to pull down the door, and then just runs to the I
3: wall.
0: I think she purposely did it. They just ran into the reflection.
1: There I are animals purposely. after all. Yeah. yeah, I think she purposely did it, didn't she?
3: No. When and yeah, I and also even like the when they're sneaking around and are you know solid snaking around the uh, the kitchen, <laughs> trying to avoid the vision cones. They, <laughs> Uh, even when they like back up against the the walls of those cabinets, because they're thin, you know, they're thin for a kitchen. They make that, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, they make a mm-hmm. sound. Like mm-hmm. All of that sound design is so intentional and good. And a, a very, very quick aside, I promise this is really a quick aside. One of the greatest things about having kids when they're really, really little is that they can't open doors. <laughs> so the best way you can do, you can, you can fool a, a one-year-old very easily by just closing the door. They're baffled by it. They don't understand how to do it. <laughs> The first time I the first time I did that with my son, and I was on the other side of the door, and I saw that door handle go down and realized he had learned how to open doors. I thought <laughs> of this movie immediately. <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, this is like the raptor opening the doors in Jurassic Park. Get over my toe. No, this is my <laughs> only line of defense against you. This is my only legal line of defense against you. You should close a door, and you have now thwarted me. I can't lock this. That's not legal. I, You could fall down a thing. It's the so, end. It is. So I it was it was the end of security. <laughs> I literally thought this movie and the raptor opening the door. That's like, awesome. It's like, yeah. The reason I love having you on the show. <laughs>
1: I was like that. Uh, like when they lock them in the freezer. And that's also so good. And those freezer doors, they're really hard to open, too. You don't want to get locked in one. Nope. I should know. I worked at a place. I was very careful when I went inside the freezer not to get locked in the freezer.
2: Because you remember the movie. You're like, I remember that movie. They never, they never get that
1: raptor out of there. And no, they don't. Uh, but I think in also modern freezers, there's a lot. There's actually a doorknob on the other side of the freezer so You can open it from the inside, but it's a button that you have to push. So, yeah, yeah, and mostly, they, don't,
0: uh, yeah they haven't learned yeah. that
1: yet. No, they, they haven't learned they that have yet.
0: Doors, but they can press,
1: press. I don't think the freezer in this one has. If you look, I don't think I think it just locks. It doesn't have that. like a normal right. like a freezer would like at a fast food place because they don't want someone to get locked in the stuff. Also, no window in the freezer that I worked at. It was just it was inside the cooler. So if you got locked in the freezer. They're never finding your ass. So, so dangerous. Why
0: do they do that?
1: That's why there's a button on the inside and unlock it.
4: No, not yeah. for
1: years. I don't know. I got nothing. So, <laughs> and then this is when you, you have them all run to the control room. And this is when she makes the comment saying, Oh, you know, I can't, you know, they can't, can they move doorknobs? And this is when you see them turn the doorknob and, yep. There's a small part when Ellie and, and Alan Grant are holding the door closed and they're like, he's like, get the shotgun. And I was, I'm looking at myself like, just tell Timmy to bring you the gun. Timmy's just sitting yeah. there watching. Her. Come on, you can do it, sister. He's like, he ain't doing anything. He's just,
3: he's just cheering her he, on. He, like, is, he is comically hopping up and down with his hands in the air because he literally has nothing else to do in this scene. It is very right. silly. And I picked up on it as well. Everyone's doing something. Everyone's preventing a raptor or trying to lock the doors. He's just going, oh, ah, what, ah, ah, what? Ah. Yeah, that's all he's He's just dancing in the middle of the... Like, listen, Titty, <laughs> I know your brain's just scrambled from electricity, but come on now. <laughs> you can do more than that. Yeah, well, you could have kicked in a shotgun, right? Just kick it over to her. Yeah. I so you get the shotgun. Been
1: the computer system, the way they visualize it, instead of it being what it would have been, like, kind of matrix code, I'm assuming, at this time. This is this a Unix system. MSOS.
3: This is a Unix system. I know this. No, they probably would have run this on Unix, actually. This is a theme park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, and, yeah.
2: Yeah, there there is an actual file system that's like that.
1: Oh, so, that, okay. I thought that was just made just for the movie to make it more I mean, easier f- for the audience.
2: Yeah, that would be you know that would be probably a uh, fair assumption to make. But apparently there was a short-lived system like that that was a Unix.
1: That's system. cool. All right, this movie just went up a few notches in my head.
0: Oh lord, here we go. No, I'm impressed. Well,
1: <laughs> I I really thought they just didn't want to do the code, get the code in the stupid here typing door slash slash colon enter. That I mean, they probably out. picked it. They were like, this is boring
2: if we don't have it. And they were like, well, thankfully, we have a computer system that does it visually like this. So they probably were searching for one that did it and picked this real one that has it like that. So. Yeah, th-
3: this movie is constantly thinking of me. It's thinking yeah. of its <laughs> audience. It really is. It's thinking of, like, what does the audience need to get the most bang out of this the scene? And yeah, have this tension of, you know, the computer whiz trying to find the file, which is, by the way, the most tense file finding moment <laughs> in the history of cinema, I'm sure. I don't know right. if there's many, but this has to be it. You have all these sources, and it's really just two sources of, you know, everything in this movie is a ticking timer, right? Natural yeah. or unnatural. And, you know, the dinosaur, at some point, the velociraptor is going to win, even though at the end it just crashes through, crashes through anyway. Well, I think that they, they
1: shoot the window, too, which I don't think, I wouldn't shoot the window. Just no, because I think, might di- I think it. the
3: dinosaur crashes through.
1: After you know, they, they shoot it three times, they go up, right. then it crashes right. through. But they shoot it one. All I know is right after this part, she locks she locks the door, uh, he makes the phone call, he's like, The phones are working, Hammond. And at the same time, that's when the dinosaur they start shooting breaks through the window, and he's like, Ah screaming over the phone. He's like Grunt <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's when that'll happen. And the whole like climbing in the vents, I mean, I know Tiffany, you kinda of brought up when we're watching that part where when the when when the when the dinosaur when the va- raptor pushes the girl up and then falls
3: and you were saying how fake it looks for the dinosaur or something.
0: Maybe it's because I know it's fake. But I think that's when the
3: faker looking parts. You know, I didn't. It didn't strike me as fake. This when I watched it. You know, I I don't know. But maybe I do, yeah. I
2: I do know that scene that they. It was a real stunt, but they graf, They grafted. Was, you know, they grafted her face onto a stunt woman. Yes. Face.
3: So
0: they did a stunt double, and they put her face on it. Oh so,
3: really? Yeah.
0: yeah. So maybe that's why I can. I can. Oh, that
1: makes it. sense. Because the raptor didn't. It's, I was. So at the stunt. I think only.
0: Fake.
2: Yeah. yeah, Only if you knew it. Only if you knew that you would, you would look for it. But if you didn't you know that,
0: for it, but to me now that I know it, I yeah. can be like, yeah, it looks.
3: I gotta watch it again tonight. I'm gonna I watch it again. I never that knew that, huh?
1: It looks better than Blade dancing around in Blade Two when he's doing all the flips.
3: The CGI <laughs> oh, holds up, better. yeah, listen, I I of that part. Industrial Light and Magic didn't do.
0: Like some of the movies of the same time frame, the CGI is so bad.
1: They in this movie they spared no expense. Oh, okay. That's what I got.
3: Well, I, I'm going to look at that. I, I, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and I guess, because, right I, guess after- I didn't notice it because I was watching this on my 480p DVD that was up-res. <laughs> I, I probably just didn't notice it. I'm going to look for it again. That's cool. All
1: right. And then when they come out of the vent, they come out on the bones. They're just climbing on the bone structure. I'm not sure where they're going, to be honest. Like, where? what is your plan in this case? But I guess it's just escape. It's so run. It you
3: just, just get yeah. out of here. Wherever here is, leave. That's like as yeah, far away much. from here as possible.
1: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I really like it. I like them climbing on the bones, and the bones all just start falling apart. And in the end, yeah. they all fall down. They all end up on the ground, and the raptors just surround them. It's like, lunchtime! Mm-hmm. And then you have one of the best freaking endings of any movie, where oh, I think yeah, T-Rex just jump, runs in, grabs one of the raptors right when it's in mid-jump, and then I think the music starts again. Yeah. It's so fucking good!
0: And the banner falls,
1: and...
2: When dinosaurs rule the Earth. <laughs> right so ironic although they did they did steal that ending for the movie green book i mean if you've ever seen that that's how it ends as well
1: but the answer eats a guy and then a banner that falls? was a joke that was oh, okay that was okay.
2: intended a joke that's all right
1: <laughs> i wasn't sure right. if you're actually serious like i never heard of green no book. no
2: for, forget it
1: okay <laughs> like, it's a great like, cut, ending cut, cut, cut. when the
2: when the poster fall, when the banner falls down yeah it's it's highly ironic and you, know, you could can tell the audience would be cheering at that point like yeah this t-rex is the hero of the film
3: Film now. Yeah, it's the it's it. it's the best arc of the movie. It, the T Rex's turn yeah. from villain to hero is uh, is wonderful.
1: And they also got to say how lucky they are that they got in the in the that Hammond and Ian are in the jeep and drove over and right. picked them up. Otherwise, they would have ran out and like dun, 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 ah! so the T Rex got done with the Raptors and ate them. So <laughs> thankfully, they were there.
3: It's a good thing everyone read the script and everyone got to where they <laughs> need to go at the right time.
1: Yeah, it's fine. And it's fine. I also thought—I mm-hmm. never really picked this up before—but how quickly went to get the phones working? Did they get a helicopter over there to meet them at the spot? <laughs> but hey, that's movie. Yeah,
0: he's rich. He has helicopters everywhere.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can buy that. I honestly can buy that. Yeah, when <laughs> when John Hammond, the man who owns the company, says, "Get me a chopper here in ten minutes," you you, you get do it. A there. That's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it,
1: it's so good. And then I I, I think one of the last oh, lines like no when, oh, when when Alan Grant's like, I have decided not to endorse I your park. park. <laughs> and I think so Hammond's like, not. I have too, except in so the book yeah. he, he didn't agree with that. Doesn't he still want to endorse it when he gets eaten by a baby T Rex or something? He
0: gets eaten
1: by a baby. T-rex. He tortures a baby T Rex too, if I remember right, yeah. in the book. And then he gets eaten by him. That's no, so perfect. I don't wanna the book is good. I don't Trust me, you get to you get to read about a guy with a flamethrower and <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt. It's wonderful.
3: it's awesome.
1: It is, I love that. I'm that book is really good.
3: I'm frankly sold. That's good.
1: I think, Bill, you'll read
3: it. Read it. Report back to us, and then you can you can tell. I that. will do a book report for games my mom found. Two <laughs> thousand words or less. Hey, don't tease um, me
1: with that. I've been tempted multiple times for us to read certain books in this show, like the Bioshock books, and talk about it. So be careful what you tempt me
3: with. You're right. I'm not going to tempt you. I don't want to read fan fiction. I don't want to start that road. Do
4: Twilight.
3: Don't, don't tempt me to put, make more content. I have an issue. I have a problem.
0: No, so we'll just do movies versus books.
3: Don't tempt me,
1: baby. Don't tempt me with more product to make, people.
0: When are we doing Twilight?
3: (laughs) Hey, Bill, when are we doing Twilight? Yeah, Bill. Listen, you know I work at the behest (laughs) of Mr. Mike Alberton, so you know what? You tell me. I'll do do an episode on Twilight. I've never seen them. The first movie's good. I've never seen a single Twilight movie. The first... Um, three movies like are Robert good movies. Just forget the I, last two and you're good to go. So I'm not, I like Robert Benson. Yeah.
0: I think I'm going to know the answer to this but have any of you seen Fifty Shades of Grey or yes. read the
2: book? I've seen, see, I have I've not. I've seen the first movie.
0: So I had an argument online of course all my arguments are online about how the characters in Fifty Shades of Grey are essentially Bella and Edward. It's nothing like a, it was a fan fiction lady.
1: Yes. <laughs> People are stupid.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: care. And then another thing that didn't click that I think I see more Jurassic Park movies as they're flying in the plane. You have a part where he sees the pelican flying. Yeah.
3: Pelican. Yeah. And yeah. I know
1: in Jurassic Park three. He sees a pterodactyl flying.
2: Well, it's I mean, it yeah. symbolizes it. Yeah, it's it's symbolizing like, oh, dinosaurs are still here. They're just evolved into birds. That's,
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't. Ca- oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't
2: catch. that. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point where he's like, oh, well, I guess life found a way after all. In 65 million years, they started to fly. They fly now
1: it's really cool. Well, that's what Alan yeah. saying. No yeah, but no I, I didn't underst- I didn't click with that the point of that. I, it's okay, subtle. that's it's, cool, Peter. Thank it's you. It's subtle.
2: Yeah. It's subtle, but that's that's the that's the
3: point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. You just made the it's movie better making. again. Yes. Well, you Do you guys have anything you want to mention about the end, about this whole part?
3: No, it's it's it it, re- it settles in its sea. It doesn't attempt to do any further fake outs and this also feels like the end of a movie without without a sequel a- coming. Yeah, like this movie does not end. This movie has a finite end. Like we've escaped yeah. the island. Dinosaurs taken over. Whatever's going to happen next is probably really boring. It's going to be lawsuits and, <laughs> you know, more corporate espionage. That, honestly,
2: if you read the Lost World book, which is was a sequel written before, it does talk about the lawsuits. There were many lawsuits filed <laughs> after this of all the yeah. people also, who died.
1: Well, yeah. in the book, there's a lot of people that die if I remember right, Peter, on the island. Because they don't they don't yeah, get everyone more, on the boat. There's more people that die.
2: But that's beside the point. Like as much as much as I would watch a movie that's just about the legal battles for Jurassic Park, the movie does end in the final note. Yes. And it's like you don't need any more, you don't need any teas, as as they would do in a movie today. You just need they go into the they literally fly into the sunset and
1: it's the end. So you're telling I, me you want a movie about trade negotiations and tax taxes? And taxes? <laughs>
3: yes. Yes. <laughs> We know we, we don't need that. I, I think this is really good in that, it, and it's also, it feels like we're watching the, and this sounds very strange to say. It almost feels like with big blockbusters these days, they put on my cranky old Cranky Kong hat to get in my wheelchair, <laughs> my rocking chair. We don't get ends to movies anymore. Like big blockbusters never end, no, like they don't just have a final note. Ba-bum. They don't have a crescendo and an end. There's always some sort of grace note. A feel fee. Because there's gonna be something else. Because we have to make this a franchise. Yeah, and post It was scene. yeah, a post-credit scenes, some sort of dangling Chad. I don't know. Some <laughs> sort of thing that just hangs off the end of it that that's that another corporate monster can grab onto and make another movie out of. Where this movie just has an end. And it was so refreshing for the just to complete. The story is done. Close the book. There won't be any Go sequels home. and any reboots of another series that
1: has a sequel. Nope, nothing.
3: Right, and that's why the other movies feel kind of tacked on. They yes, feel like these weird do. separate stories are not continuous, and that's why they're not nearly as good as this, because this wasn't, I don't think, maybe they did intend to like do the whole series and all the books. I don't know. But They sure didn't feel like it in this movie. This felt like a blockbuster movie that ended, and it's over. Go home. Clean the popcorn out of your teeth. And now buy all the merchandise because <laughs> Good golly Miss Molly, there was a That's ton of it at the time. For
0: a movie like this, like it As a- set somehow for a sequel.
3: As a quick aside, I know the history of it
2: is that Michael Crichton did not intend to write a sequel, The Lost World. But the movie was made so much money that I think Universal Studios said, we'll pay you to write a sequel, Michael Crichton, that we will then make into a movie. And he reluctantly really? wrote a sequel. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. It didn't only, go
3: that way. Yeah, I, I think it actually went, they put a gun to his head and said, hey, you <laughs> money write is another a gun, pro- metaphorically. <laughs> no, but it's I had quite, no idea. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the
2: only reason the only reason there is a sequel is because... It made a lot of money and they're like they never intended to until it was a hit so
3: leva studio, leva
4: studio.
1: <laughs> uh, and then we get way more movies that come after it so right i disagree with that part i think i like jurassic park two and three a lot I was
0: talking about last world
1: i like the first world I, defend world, I defend too i also like who, okay. the first jurassic yeah. world a lot too fallen kingdom the one that broke me i still have yet to see the third one
3: jurassic world is good until it's terrible And it takes a (laughs) nosedive off the cliff.
1: (laughs) Yes, as we've established. I need to see the third one someday. But I just haven't gotten around to it. I don't like the second. That's what made me not see the third one yet. So, all right. That brings us to our our last segment, Shelf Stacker Box. And i will go first. I'm going to put this on the shelf. I I love this movie. Besides 10-year-old Mike being terrified of this movie, every other version of Mike has really enjoyed this film. And it's going on the shelf. And I wanted to, and since it was our 50th numbered film episode, because the way I do my numbers is odd, I wanted to be something special, so I'm so happy we got to watch Jurassic Park going on the shelf, and I love it. What about you, Tiffany?
0: It's definitely going on the shelf. It's a fond memory with me and my dad, and even though my husband wouldn't take me to theaters to see it, <coughs> I watch it over and over again. I-, I love this movie.
1: You're able to forget things like that. You know, just erase them from memory. You have no <laughs> recollection of this. You have no recollection of
0: this. You need to go back to Jedi.
1: <laughs> uh, Peter, what about you? Yeah, put it on your shelf for sure. I do have a lot of nostalgia
2: for this movie, but I think it holds up on its own without that. I think it's so well done and so thrilling and so technically and so well acted everything. And I think people today could even enjoy it. So I don't think it's a nostalgia factor for me, at least I'll watch it again
1: someday.
3: <laughs> I will yeah. too. And you bill. Yeah. Um, this is a go on the shelf for me as well. I think we have, I think we've, we've run the table on this. I, it, this is absolutely a shelf. I mean, this is you all we all said it throughout the movie or throughout the podcast. This is landmark tile style cinema. It's it aims for a certain spot and hits it dead center. It's not trying to create complex characters, it's not trying to, you know, really dense story. It's just trying to give you a really good emotionally grav centered action movie and it completely nails it in nearly every at every stroke. Uh it's it's a it's wonderful and I look forward to seeing this with my with my son. I really am. I'm looking forward to today or story. Dad, we dad, and yeah, dad and Bill, or dad and Bill. geez. I'm looking forward to the day when Will and Dad can sit down on the couch and watch Jurassic Park. That's this and and Ghostbusters are the two I'm like really looking forward to introducing him to. So, yeah. what age will he be able to see Jurassic? Park? It it it's it's gonna be about temperament, honestly. Basically, the age where he won't wake up in the middle of the night screaming that he's on the toilet and being eaten <laughs> by a monster—that's uh, that's the age when I can almost guarantee that's not going to happen. That's when he'll see it. So that could be two years, four years—I don't know. Next week, <laughs> likely not next week. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And that he
0: won't refuse to use the
3: toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of it too. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm, gonna, dad, the, gonna kill me. I'm gonna poop in the bathtub. No, won't. <laughs> Just a movie. Uh, all
4: right,
1: and Bill, I just want to point out that unlike the movies that we covered, a thing we spent more time talking about this movie than we did Blade Trinity. So we accomplished something.
3: Thank the maker because we can't <laughs> let that happen again. Like, look, oh, that was great. Either cut that, cut that, cut that whole show in half and let us get <laughs> out of here quicker, or we need to dot on things more. We <laughs> and a Peter, where can people find you at? If you,
2: you can look at my book, The Fifth Civilization. It's a sci-fi book sci-fi adventure, part of a trilogy. Check that out on Amazon. You can get it through Kindle or a physical copy.
1: You can
3: ship it to Canada. And Bill, where can people find you at? Uh, You can find me on a uh, charming little podcast entitled A Gamer Looks at 40, telling stories about people's experiences with video games, mostly retro, for the most part, retro. And uh, yeah, Mr. Mike Alberton's been on a bunch, sharing stories of uh, how games have impacted his life and just fun stories about his experiences with them and Big old collections of stories. So if that terrible description entices you, go buy a gamer looks at forty on Twitter. That's where I'm mostly active on social media. Then you can find all the things there. Just do what you do with other podcasts. It's fine. It's all easy. It's easy to you do. See now. a can have every single episode of the show. I publish, every, so. every single episode. And he mentions it. And I do appreciate um, <laughs> every I do. I genuinely every time I hear it, it gives me a little smile. And I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have over 400 other episodes you go
1: check out. You can find our giant catalog on Podbean. If you can't find it you're looking for it on Spotify or iTunes, we cover movies, comics, TV shows, games, whatever I can convince people to talk with me about. So check out our giant catalog. Check out these. A lovely gentleman's website you'll see links in the show notes also want to give a shout out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at hell has fear you can follow her on TikTok. you'll see a link in the show notes and if you want to support the show we do a Patreon for Lil's a dollar you can vote in our Patreon polls you'll see a link in the show notes for that we have a poll every month I don't know what the poll is for this month because this comes out in February which I've not written yet so go check that out and we do have a Discord. If you want to join, you can chat with us. You can see, a link in the show notes for Discord. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. If you like to get your podcast that way, like some people do, so definitely go check us out. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.
4: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Roar. Hold
1: <laughs> well, on to your butts.